Hello and welcome back to the first episode of 2021. Uh, Just before we start the show, I thought I would explain that I decided to take a little bit of a break during this year at the beginning to uh, focus on my semester and the courses I had. It really paid off, so it was definitely the best decision. Uh, There were a lot of people that wanted to do certain episodes and record certain episodes about topics that I was really interested in. I still have those in mind. Hopefully we will be able to record those this summer. Uh, Those people that wanted to record will still hopefully have that opportunity. With COVID and the restrictions, I kind of felt that I got everything I wanted out of producing a show in those kind of conditions. So I didn't really want to keep doing it in those conditions. I prefer having people in person. And that's what I was able to do finally, uh, now that restrictions are starting to lift a little bit. We still had to be outside for this episode, which was actually pretty nice. It was a decent day out. So we had some decent weather and some really great banter. So without further ado, here comes the first episode of Combos with Kamal for 2021. Hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Combos with Kamal. I'm your host, Kamal Karimi, and I'm joined this week by three returning guests, Josh LeBay, Omar Tapsh, and Phil Meinzer. Thank you guys so much for coming back on the show. Thank you for having us. <laughs> very happy to be back. Thank you. Yeah, uh, thanks, Kamal. This is awesome. No, um, I usually have you guys on to talk about uh, footy, and that's exactly what we're going to do today. Um, we're going to talk about something that I've been looking forward to for over a year, um, the Euros 2020 asterisk. Uh, taking place in 2021 <laughs> but we're going to go through group by group and pick our group winners along with the runner-ups uh, we'll talk about some of the knockout stages and uh, teams we can see making it all the way then we're also going to go over some of the uh, some of our picks for individual tournament awards like golden boot and player of the tournament and we'll also do a little bit of a euros trivia challenge for you guys just to brush up a little bit and get us excited for the uh for the tournament and one of my favorite tournaments personally what about you guys do you how do you guys say the euros compare with other international uh footy tournaments i think in terms of international tournaments it's my favorite yeah and i think arguably it's the best i think so too um obviously non-european nations win the world cup uh but way less regularly. And I think the nations that don't get into the World Cup out of the UEFA region are arguably, well, actually inarguably, much, much better than some of the other um, uh, continental qualifiers. Right. So it's th- also one of the biggest as far as having the most countries in their qualifiers. There's a whole host of reasons. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to be disparaging to Asia or Africa or, or the Americas, but um, realistically, the teams that miss out on the World Cup from Europe could win, I don't know, the Copa America, let's say. For sure. And I, you know, that's obviously like a, a broad statement, but I, I, I'm just saying I know the Euros mean. is incredible. For sure. What yeah. about what about you, Phil? What was your favorite Euro in the past, I don't know, since you've been alive, I guess? Uh, so I've always found the, the Euro generally more entertaining. I think uh, 2016 uh, was was less so. I think now that they've, uh, like, expanded the, the size of the competition, um you're getting closer to the size of a World Cup. Uh, I think I agree with Josh in terms of the, the quality of the teams um, in general that can make it into the Euros because you're getting, what is it, um, 24 teams right now? 
30? Uh, well, it's six groups of four, right? Yeah, 24. Yeah, that's right. 24. So, yeah, so 24 teams. Um, so when it used to be 16, I think it was even more competitive. But if you look at the groups this year, um, you've still got, you know, one group with that's uh, drastically, you got France, Germany, and Portugal in one group. You yeah. don't get that at a World Cup. I love that it's the last group, so we can build up to that. <laughs> yeah, so that's a that I'm looking forward to that. But I'd say my most the the most entertaining uh, Euros that I can remember uh, is probably got I think 2008 was an entertaining tournament. I, oh, I remember really enjoying t- uh, 2008. But um, I think the only, the first one I actually watched was only in 2004. Prior to that, I wasn't really clued into the Euros. I think right. 2004, I realized the Euros were a thing. Well, yeah, I mean, 2004 was insane. I mean, it's probably one of the first tournaments I really remember growing up. 2002 is a little bit, the World Cup in 2002 is a little bit, like, vague in my mind. But 2004 is very vivid with Greece making that run. Yes. Um, First, a little side note here. I think, like, I have a vague memory of World Cup 2002. I was was 11, so, like, how tuned in you are to professional sports is kind of exactly. like yeah you remember I, the big moments. i remember the big moments and i remember like idolizing um uh zidane and i remember idolizing that squad the and, brazil and, and, team the brazil team and i remember yeah. feeling like vague disappointment and at france being so horrible <laughs> compared to their expectations but in 2004 i was working for a neighbor of mine at the time um the melifopolis family and they were obviously greek and um they own like a lawn care service anyways the day that Greece won the Euros, they just f***ed off work, and we all went to, like, a bar on 17th, and I'm, like, 13 years old, and there's all these, like, mad Greeks running around, honking horns with, like, the Greek flags flying everywhere, and I just, yeah. it, it just didn't really dawn on me how influential how it, would be it was to, like, the Greek community yeah. in Canada that they should win that tournament yeah. worldwide yeah well, well, of course yeah. Like, yeah. it was massive for sure. I mean yeah. it was Cristiano Ronaldo Luis Figo like that Portugal Greece team Greece beat them twice yeah that Portugal <laughs> team was, was pretty good draw them in the first one? Oh, maybe it was a draw but either way Portugal did, couldn't beat them on yeah. two tries in that whole tournament Actually, I remember I, I remember I was with my cousin 2004 is better than 2008 yeah. I, take what, I take back what I because Greece won I mean, yeah. that's all <laughs> like Greece was not a that's good the team Lester, that's the Lester story of international tournaments it's like they broke football and yeah. people were almost mad about it <laughs> yeah. and I was like how can you be mad like okay yes they played very defensively and yes the style wasn't exactly like free-flowing or, or enjoyable but yeah I mean I think 2008 was still good though because that's like that's the beginning when the spark went oh this Spain team's gonna be good for a yeah. very long time yeah. um and also it was a great ball the yeah, Euro the ball. pass ball was a great ball, ball was nice even yeah. though the 04 ball I was think, that called uh Oh, Rotiero. That the Rotiero was also beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So no, great generation. Good track record. So, uh, Omar, what's your what's your favorite Euro memory? In, in favorite life? memory? Uh, for me, I like Phil. I, I pretty much clued into the Euros in 08. Right. Uh, and I really Torres chipping the ball over Lehman really oh, sticks yeah. in my head. Yeah, so that was a big moment for me as well. Me. Yeah. Uh, also, I think didn't Balak score that free kick goal in that tournament? Uh, he scored, yeah, he scored. That, I'm pretty like, sure he scored like a rocket. Kick. Yeah. Uh, I think it was against Poland in the groups or something like that. Um, yeah, that I, I re- vaguely remember that. Too. Michael Ballack is a player that I failed to appreciate during his career, and only after he retired, I looked back and went, no, he was all, he was, he was all right. I think, I think that's the thing, though. Like, when you're younger, you don't really get to appreciate those subtle aspects of a player's game. You know, you don't get to, you don't get to understand what they're doing that makes them so special as a player. 100%. And then when you get older, you, get, you start watching their replays, and you start watching 
old matches again. You're like, wow, that guy was so influential. I, I think also when you, oh, sorry, you go, you go. I think also when you're when you're like very young, you're so impressionable by things that are super arbitrary. Mm. Like I, I'll hold my hand up and I'll say like, I didn't like footballers because the way they wore their socks or their haircuts. Right. And and then you look back and you think, oh, that was so childish, and I, I like spent so much time actively disliking an athlete that I could have really enjoyed. I mean, the same way uh, with Kobe Bryant, by the way, but just saying. Uh, he just didn't appreciate it. Hated him when he was in the league. Yeah. But looking back at him, fantastic guy, fantastic teammate, one of, probably one of the most intelligent athletes. Yeah. Um, as far as athletes go, he's... In, in terms of like how well-spoken he is and how clear he is and how, like, anyways. Anyways, let's not get into that. That's going to yeah. be a whole other side tangent. Let's get into uh, what we said we're going to get into. Um... So let's start off with the groups. I'm gonna run through the groups first. Uh, maybe we'll do a group at a time. And we'll start off with Group A, obviously. The first game that's coming up on Friday. Um, this will be released late, likely on Friday or maybe a little bit later, uh, depending on when it gets, uh, gets to the CMRU broadcast and when he's able to get in, obviously because of COVID, there's restrictions with going in at certain times. But um, hopefully we can get some of these predictions in and um, maybe guess some of these teams going through. And in Group A, the games are taking place in Rome and Baku, Azerbaijan, for people who don't know where Baku is. Um, and ba Azerbaijan's not in the tournament. Um, I think it's the only place that is hosting that isn't in the tournament. Um, not really, doesn't really matter. They have a beautiful stadium. They've been doing a lot of promotion, trying to get a lot of... Wasn't there that, a, was a Europa League a Europa final, League final? I think. Yes, yes right. It was. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a couple Arsenal years back, Sevilla was... won it. Oh no, no, Ars sure. Arsenal Chelsea. Right. I think it was Arsenal Chelsea. No, it was yeah. Arsenal Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, because I think it was the furthest uh, final ever played from London. Yeah. And both the London fans, I remember that. I was yeah. uh, in Scotland. Yeah. Even if it was um, Arsenal and Chelsea, Sevilla still probably won. Yeah. It was an Yeah. So Group A, like I said, games are in Rome and Baku. And the teams, the first game is Turkey and Italy. The other teams in the group are Wales and Switzerland. So maybe we'll start off with Omar. Which of the two teams, we'll start off with just the two. We don't have to get into the third place teams until maybe okay. we go through each group. Sounds good. Um, I don't even we'll, know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. It's a little bit complica complicated. Obviously, they changed the format with more teams in this year. So they added a round of 16 stage. And that's a little bit more confusing as far as everything goes. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But um, as far as teams going through in Group A, who do you think, Omar? So I had I had Italy winning the group. Yeah. Uh, they've been impressive in qualifying. Very then, good under Mancini. Yeah. Yeah. I struggled with uh, second place, to be honest with you. I, I was hard hard done between Turkey and Wales, and I ended up going with Turkey. Yeah, I think I actually agree with you on that one. Um, Phil, Josh? Uh, yeah, I had, uh, I had, I think, uh, I have Italy being, like, a very entertaining team, and they were, like, on a, what, a 27-game unbeaten run under oh. Mancini right now? They're playing some beautiful It's the first time they ever went yeah. unbeaten in, like, a qualifying stage. And their stage. squad isn't necessarily viewed as one of the top squads right no. now. Uh, so I think they're going to be extremely entertaining, but I think uh, Turkey right now is uh, is awesome. Like, they bossed the Netherlands recently. Barak Yilmaz just bossed the French League. So I have Turkey coming out on top with wow. Italy in second. Interesting. Uh, Josh? Yeah, I'll buck the trend. I, I do have Italy winning the group, but I have the Swiss in second. That's fair. Um, and I actually, just, just tangentially, I have the Turks in fourth. Whoa. Oh. Um, I mean, 
I mean, the, to be fair, I, I, I see where you're coming from because teams like Turkey, Wales, and Switzerland, they're they could do anything. They're, they're such, they're such random teams. teams. I think Group right? A is so like, interesting because all those teams are so evenly matched, yeah. and all those teams would be, I think, an acceptable dark horse to go deep into the tournament. That's fair. I think the Swiss always punch above their weight. Yeah. I, like I, I'm true. thinking back of like World Cup in Brazil when they nearly knocked out Argentina. That's true. Um, they're well drilled. They're always like a. I will say, I think their squad is not as developed no. as it was a few years no. back. No. So, Whereas not. you look at like teams like Turkey and Wales, they have a lot of players that are consistent. I wouldn't say consistent. Even though I think starters, the Welsh team players. is a bit past their peak now, this core group. Well, they do have a lot of youngsters that are coming through and like important players. Uh, you know, they have players like um, Harry Wilson that are having big impacts on their on their club teams, even on loans. You yes. know, and they have. I mean, Gareth Bale, obviously. But when Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey and that sort of like core group that took you deep into like the last Euros, let's say, yeah, when they're at the point of their career they are now, I could see this team having a lot of expectations in Wales, and I could see them disappointing that expectation. I could see them meeting the expectations, but I could also see them falling short. That's fair. I I, I kind of agree with you that the, if they want to make a run in a tournament, this is probably their best chance with the squad that they have. Yes. I think the group, the yeah. risk with them is just the like their recent manager switch. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're one of the teams with the the most recent new hires for a manager. Definitely. Um, because of the gig situation. So mm-hmm. um, it just depends on how much time it they've seems had like to. There's always a gig situation. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I think gig. I think we've progressed past the need for Ryan Giggs. <laughs> yeah, Ryan as Giggs. A society. Needs to, yeah, yeah, as a society, we don't need Ryan Giggs anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. tell Roy Keane. He's out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, Roy Keane is the most uh, objective person. Yeah, in this <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he understands what the difference between objective and subjective. Um, anyways, Group B. Let's move on. Games taking place in Copenhagen and Saint Petersburg. Oh, wow. Teams in this group are Denmark, obviously, Russia, obviously. Finland and Belgium. So who do we have going through? We'll go reverse order. Josh, who do you have going through? I actually failed to look at where the, um, the, the venues are. Yeah, uh, I think it plays a factor. It plays a factor, and it certainly mm-hmm. played a factor in Russia. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're in Saint Petersburg might well, help them. Well, another thing played a factor in Russia, to be fair. <laughs> oh, a lot, yeah. <laughs> are we back to talking about oligarchs? No. <laughs> no, Cherishev. The guy was on fire. <laughs> I mean, he was on fire. His veins were definitely on yeah. fire. They were <laughs> miles, man. Um, that was insanity. Yeah. But to be fair, they could do that again for all we know, so... Sure. That well, yeah. yeah. For one game in the group, maybe. If they're if they're good at anything. <laughs> yeah. um, no hate towards the Russians. We're obviously just making fun. Of you. <laughs> oh, you're doping. I love Russian people. Yeah. I hate doping. Yeah. I uh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, okay. So back on track. Um, I have Belgium winning the group. Yeah. And Denmark just behind them. Okay. Yeah. And any reason for Denmark over Finland and Russia? I don't think the Finns are relevant. I think it's good for them that they got into a tournament. I think this is their first, if I'm not mistaken, their first ever Euros. Yeah, it yeah, is. It is. Um, first ever. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them to have that one. Don't think they'll have that Icelandic vibe with them? They just, they just uh, got no. Timo P- Pukki, really. Yeah, there you go. No, they've got that, that one boy from uh, Rangers, uh, Glenn Kamara. He's a class midfielder. He's Finnish? Yeah, the one that received abuse from really? South Africa. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's um, an, a... Afro Finn, which is also a good name that I just came up with. Um, <laughs> I think the Danes are just better across the board than both the That's Russians fair. and the Finns. I, I, you they know. do have a lot more impact I, players. It, it's going to sound very, very like rudimentary to say 
just the players on the pitch are better. Fair. So. Phil, what about you? Who do you yeah, have uh, I, I had the exact same order as Josh. So I had Belgium coming out on top with Denmark uh, in behind. I just think uh, Lukaku's been on fire. He's He always plays pretty well for Belgium, but he just came off as probably his best season mm. um, ever. Um, yeah, De Bruyne, like he can De Bruyne looks like he's going to be okay after his like skull knock. So right. that's, that's huge. Um, Belgium's like a, I, I don't know if their back line is as... I was um, about to say that, maybe the one spot going forward. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, like, going forward, fine, but... This group, though. But, yeah, this group, in, yeah. In, yeah, getting out of the group, I think they'll be okay. I don't think there's um, enough firepower offensively in the group to, to cha but a challenge. I also wouldn't be surprised if, if Denmark pulls something off because they've got a pretty good core group of players right now, like mm -hmm. Thomas Delaney and Hoiberg and Eriksson as your, as your midfield three. Like, all three of them have been playing very well. Mm -hmm. Christensen is back yeah. playing really well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they don't really have, like, firepower up top, but if they don't let goals in... Well, they have uh, players like Yusuf Poulsen who can, who and can Martin find... Yeah, those are the two those up front. Are the those two, are going to be the yeah. two that are I play. love that Martin Breathwaite has become, like, a... a a football meme. Like the, I don't know if he has. I mean, I, I think he's unfairly become a meme. He was yeah. brought into replace Luis Suarez. That's not a easy well, job. No, hundred percent. And I think he's actually punched above his yeah. expectation. Yeah. But I think like this. I don't know if you guys have seen this on Instagram or whatever. But like the jokes about like. Martin Breath Braithwaite being like the new goat, like oh, okay. the new like R nine. They just love doing fair. it with Danish people, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> first it was Bender, now it's right. Braithwaite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for he just sure. retired recently. Yeah, yeah, he just did. He did yeah. just retire. If they had him, completely different story. They're winning that group. Yeah. <laughs> also, Lukaku, um, and like Phil said, had his probably his best ever season in his career. And I think the first season where he was. He's always been on good teams, but the first season where he's been the guy. Um, and I Especially think, even with a guy like Lautaro Martinez around, right? Yes. Like, I mean, he showed that he's a more impactful player. 100%. Yeah. And I think in Italy, it's particularly hard to be the, like, the center of attention on your team when you're not Italian. Like, well, it's also, it's, it's a much more defensive league, and he's scoring a crazy amount of goals. 100%. Right? So, so I, I think, like, a, a conversion like that in... Serie A is incredible. And I think with Eden Hazard being kind of like a question mark in terms of his health, having somebody that can be that talisman. But they have so many people on the wing, man. Exactly. They got the other Hazard. Exactly. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, there's no competition between who's like the top dog there. Right. I think if Hazard doesn't get a lot of minutes, it's just Lukaku. Well, and it's De Bruyne, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, the, but the, the, as, as much as De Bruyne is like arguably the best midfielder in he's Europe, selfless. He, like, he's Lukaku very selfless. He, 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 I think he almost views himself as a role player. Uh, and I think Lukaku sees himself as the sort of like. I hope he does. I think he needs to see himself that way if, if Belgium wants to make a run. Because I think he need they need to have that ruthful ruthlessness um, because they didn't have that in past tournaments when they've no. been viewed as a top team. They've been viewed as um, favorites in some yeah. tournaments. And um, oh, they're, they're, they're ranked. ranked they're ranked the first. Same, you have the same two. Same same two going through. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I wholeheartedly agree with what they're saying about Lukaku. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of guys that can feed him on that team. I, I want to see Yuri Tielemans get some minutes in the yes. and Yeah. They yeah, look really yes, good. For sure. If he can score really bangers good. like he did in the FA Cup final, yeah, I'm I mean, here for it. That's the thing. You have players like De Bruyne, Tielemans from the top of the box, right? And then you have wingers who can get to the byline like Dries Mertens, Torgan Hazard. Did they bring Axel Vitzel? Uh, I don't know if he's healthy. Sure. I, he wasn't playing for Dortmund at the end of the season. Yeah. So. Did they bring... They didn't bring... He kind of fell out of... Uh, out of favor in Dortmund. My, 
My, oh, no, he got transferred, didn't he? Did he? I think I don't he got know. transferred somewhere. My, my one, my biggest issue with Belgium is just uh, their kit is hideous. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want them to win because yeah, I know I'm it's really at the tough. Rough one right now, it's just frustrating really because yeah. it's, they they have very nice kits. Yeah, and right? this one I just think is awful. Like right? when they brought back that classic, like almost like a cycling jersey, the baby blue mm. with the Belgian yes. fly across the, the 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 torso. Yeah, what a shirt, yes. man. Yeah. But to answer the question, they did take uh, Axel Witzel. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is he at Dortmund still? He's, he's still at okay. Dortmund. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's just interesting. He wasn't playing a lot, and I know Phil keeps up with Bundesliga, so I figured. It's a crowded midfield there, though. Yeah, it, it is. is. It's a top, it I mean, is. even at Dortmund, it's just like Emery Chan slipped into the center. Delaney, Dahoud. And Emery, uh, Dahoud started playing. Man, that midfield is actually fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got even boys like Gio Reyna like, breaking into the midfield. Well, he's like, like a Jude Bellingham. Like, like, yeah. so, Jude Bellingham was playing. <laughs> they, that's what they yeah. in the midfield. Yeah. Youngster yeah. of the year in the yeah. Bundesliga. Oh, don't worry. I'll, I'm going to talk for like 10 minutes about Jude Bellingham <laughs> when we get to that group. I actually yeah. think we should talk about Gio Reyna as well, even though he's not going to the Euros, obviously. Okay, moving on to Group C. Games taking place in Bucharest. Oh, there's another place that isn't hosting. I know. Um, and Amsterdam. No, Hungary isn't. Oh, no, Bucharest is Romania. Mine's yeah. <laughs> uh, Romania is not in the tournament, but yeah. Bucharest is hosting games, and Amsterdam is the other place hosting. Okay. One of the few stadiums in Europe I've actually been to. Love it. Yeah. You know, it was I called Amsterdam know. Arena. But Did you see a game? Uh, uh, yeah, I saw Luis Suarez's last game with did you convince him to go to Liverpool? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna be there, man. I'm gonna be cheering for you there, man. No, um, <laughs> I went to it. Um, Phil, you and I've I been, I've been twice just for tours. That yeah, 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 yeah. We, Phil and I went there, and it, you know how the uh, the Amsterdam Arena, the pitch can be rolled out. Right. It's on like a platform. Right. Uh, it was, it was, it was out. And the the stage was set up for a Rihanna concert. Oh, <laughs> so it was like all her stage props. So you hid like... under the stage until Rihanna. <laughs> and that's how I married. Le- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, the teams in Group C are Netherlands, uh, Austria, Ukraine, and North Macedonia. North Macedonia's first tournament, right? Uh, yeah. As a country. Yeah. As yeah. A, as their own country. Yeah. Um, I'm arguably, Macedonia's. No, I think Macedonia might have. No. Isn't no. Gordon Pandev still on the team? <laughs> yeah, no, he is still on the team. Yeah. He scored because they qualified through the, uh, what's it called? Nations oh. League. Yeah. Um, so they, they were one of the teams that got through that one. He scored the winning goal. He's 38. Yeah. He is wow. a fantastic Amazing. footballer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so who do we have going through there, Phil? How about you start? Uh, yeah, so I have Netherlands topping the group. Yeah. Um, just I think they're substantially stronger squad despite the kind of coaching issues right now. They had a really good it's tough. Uh, it, I think if this tournament had fallen actually last year in 2020, they would have uh, sort of been better placed Definitely. with uh, Komen in charge and uh, Virgil van Dyke in form yeah. and uh, and now I just feel like that it's too much flux. I, th- I still think they're going to top the group but I don't think they're going to go very far after mm-hmm. that but I have them coming out on top and I have Despite Austria and Ukraine being decent squads, I have North Macedonia coming in second. <laughs> wow! Uh, purely because they uh, uh, they they recently beat Germany, and I, they were just my chaotic pick um, for when I was going through <laughs> through here. So uh, it was late, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I have them. I have, yeah, I have them coming out in in second place. So I, I I'm not fully confident in that, but I'd love to see it. Fair enough, Omar. What about you? Uh, I have Holland and Ukraine coming through. Okay. Uh, Holland still impressive for me. Um, Still, I mean, when you compare them to the rest of the teams in that group, I yeah, think they got yeah, a very lucky sure. draw. If they were in other groups, they would be in a lot of trouble. 
And Ukraine, it's, it's Andrei Shevchenko coaching team, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> After you did go. feel the Chevy vibes? Yeah. Yeah, you got it, Chelsea that's, boy. That's it. Um, also, what's his, uh, they have that Atlanta striker, the one who like came in to replace um, the guy who went to Sevilla. Um, oh, what's oh, his name? Know. And he was just uh, like he was Atlanta's like player of like the second half of the season. And I thought Atlanta had a, the player. Uh, there's like, like a really Ukrainian game. guy. Oh, really? I think the they only guy I know on Ukraine squad is Zinchenko. Uh, yeah, Zapata? Was, uh, no, uh, no, Zapata is uh, uh, he's like, like Colombian. Colombian yeah. It's I can't remember what it's, it's with like an M. Uh, I think it's they, they, they have a class Dane. Uh, or is he a Norwegian? This is at Atlanta. At Atlanta, uh, they have like this winger that it, it just blew me away when I watched him play. But, um, anyways, I, mean, I, I, I can't remember his name, but between him and Zinchenko, I think that's a medalist. Yeah. No, sorry, hold on. Papu Gomez? No, no, he's, no, no. Uh, he's what? Why he's is Argentinian? It? Oh man, it is not showing up. Hold on. We'll find it eventually. Good, good thing Ruslan, Ruslan Malinovsky. Yes, Malinovsky. Yes. There we go. Yeah. So he's been great for Atlanta. So that's uh, Ukraine will be fun, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, what about you, Josh? Yeah. So consensus on the winners uh, being Holland. Yeah. I'm, but I'm no agreement on the second place because I say Austria. Okay. I'm with you on Austria. Actually. Yeah. yeah. I think again. Um, I think they have a surprising squad with players like Sabitzer and um, even players in their back line who are showing a lot of resilience. And I, sh- I watched their friendly against the against <laughs> England. Mm. And obviously England were not performing very well, but Austria looked very organized. So, but not performing group, well can sometimes be down to the other team's organization. Sure. So, but uh, you know, I mean, I, I will say they just looked very organized yeah. as far as the team. And going forward, they have, like I said, players mm. like Savitzer who can mm. really find. He's so good. I mean, he's he scores. Incredible. He just scores. He seems to score so many wonder goals. <laughs> exactly. Did they bring um, Christian Fuchs? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll, I'll look that up. But yeah, any other reasons you think? Uh, Austria? No, no, that was just a. You just uh, think a, they're a better take. Team. I thought the U- the Ukrainians have been impressive. Um, I agree with Phil about the North Macedonians being like a fun chaotic pick, but I I think the Ukrainians will come third, and I think the Macedonians will just be overwhelmed by the big stage. That that's it for me. Oh, actually, interesting. I think Christian Fuchs might be joining BBC's Euro twenty twenty team. Excellent. Oh, so, different, so so different team, so he's joining the Euro team. He's on the plane. And yeah. Austrian will go deep into the tournament. <laughs> so he's leaving the club this summer. Yes, he is. Um, it's, it's to retire or to uh I'm not pastures? sure. It must just be going different pastures. I don't think he's retiring. He's talking about West Morgan retiring. I'm looking at LesterMercury.co. Um, oh, good old Lester Mercury. <laughs> is it good? I mean, it's a newspaper. <laughs> you know, you live, live there, there, so <laughs> <laughs> you should know. Are you still an avid reader? No. You have to tell me. Is all it called the Mercury because it's like taking the temperature of the town? I don't oh, think I like so. It. Oh, that's quite good. I, yeah, <laughs> I like that a lot. That yeah, that's the case. You get in their marketing. Room. I bet you that's not, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll run with it if you tell them. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he's competing or not for Austria. Um, okay. But yeah, that's, uh, that's I, if, if he was doing punditry and playing the tournament, that would be impressive. Man of the tournament immediately. Like, mic him up during games. Oh, like like baseball style live commentary. Oh. Commentary mid game. Like, Do you know that? I, I wonder they if they did that in the MLS game. No, they put it on the goalie. They put it on the goalie. Oh, and I did see that. Yes, I wonder if Phil knows this. You know that outfielders in baseball are mic'd up and talk to the to the media during the game. Really? Yeah, they don't just narrate the game. It's because they're so bored. 
No, it's not always, so but I'm not <laughs> saying it's, it's a good thing. It's not like all of them are sitting there keep them awake. I'm just, I just think it's interesting. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the, these guys are like, okay, so like, why are you taking this field position? Well, you know, this guy kind of hooks the ball to his left, so That's I thought it. I'd sit here. I, unbelievable. Yeah. I know. Un, unrivaled. I like, the the, sport. I like the idea that to, to maybe practice for that, to be able to do that, like you're in a practice session and you just hop on your phone. Like yeah. you're an outfielder at the at your club's <laughs> practice and you're just like, oh, sorry, I'm on the phone with my so, 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 okay, so yeah, my question there. <laughs> You're a New York Yankees outfielder, and you are allowed to go on a Bluetooth piece. Who are you calling? Who would you like to talk to during practice? During practice. That's not on the team, obviously. Uh, you just like a self-help line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he. But he is. My therapist. But he. No, no, he is the, like suicide prevention line. Yeah. But he talks to people. Yeah. <laughs> he's working a job while he's working. Yeah, I was gonna say you could just be a telemarketer yeah. and like be like working. No, you could just be like, listen, yeah. man, it's not that. Hang on, hang on, I gotta just oh, get get like fine. Yeah, and then, and then come back to it. How this relates to the heroes. <laughs> we'll bring it back around. Yeah, back to Fuchs, back to us. Ball boys. I don't know. <laughs> Somehow involved in it. Well, I hope the ball boys are up to some shenanigans in this tournament. That's one of my favorite features in football. I, I, like that Tottenham ball boy getting Hazard sent off. That one ball Swansea, boy. Swansea. Smashing oh, Swansea. Oh, the one today. The, the one, one this year. The this one year. Yeah, like, the, oh, the that must have been Tottenham. The because, Italian player? Because, uh, uh, the one who threw it. Oh, was it yeah. Italian player? Uh, Roma, it was like they're, they it knocked them out. It was in the Europa League. Roma yeah. was playing Sevilla. Oh, I can't remember who. Or someone like yeah. There was a great one where the ball boy was so on point for a Tottenham throw-in, and then right afterwards, Mourinho, yeah, when celebrating yes. the goal, went and said thank you to him yeah. because they caught them on an offside trap with that throw. Well, that was that. There's that story about Pep Guardiola as well, right? Training about, with like, the pe- ball boys. Well, the, he told tells the ball boys what to do, and one of the ball boys did exactly that. He got the ball right away and like threw, gave it to the player for a quick throw in, and they got a goal off of it. I love and that. Apparently, man. that kid's like now like one of the top prospects. That's galaxy brain tactics. <laughs> that's like, like, that, that is galaxy <laughs> brain tactics. Yeah. It's like, this is part of the club. Use sure. the whole club. Dude, he's, to like, win. Yeah. he's, he's like, one of like, the best players in his, like, at his age. It's like Ted Lasso, man. Yeah. It's like when people got mad at, um, at Sir Alex Ferguson for changing the dimensions of the pitch in Old Trafford based on who the visitors were. Right. So there's like a there's like a parameter that the there's pitch like has to be within. There's like a tiny you can change, yeah. I think in Old Trafford there's quite a bit of play because it's a rather big pitch. No, but there's like rules as, as far as how big it can be, right? But, yeah. yeah, but I think it's actually like quite, um, it's quite big, a wide It's like 90 range. to 120 oh, wow. length. Yeah. And then... So like if he, if he thought teams like to play very wide, he would make the pitch quite narrow. See... That's just not right to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It's work in football, but if you can take advantage of it. For sure, for sure. And that's why Sir Alex Ferguson is a Sith Lord. That's, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Speaking of Sith Lords, I don't know how I'm going to transition from that. Uh, Scotland's in the next group. Go ahead. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of evil Scots. Lords. Yeah, the next, uh, the next group is Group D. This is probably one of the most exciting groups as far as banter is concerned. <laughs> um, London and Glasgow are the hosts, which just makes this all the better. England, Scotland, Czech Republic, and Croatia are the teams in Group D. So how about we start off with the self-proclaimed Scott himself, <laughs> Josh? Should I, should, I, should I do my predictions in, a, in my Scottish accent? Oh, <laughs> we do, I mean, if you want to, yeah. <laughs> all right, for the Group D, lads. Um, no, okay. So I've got <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, for the Group D, I've got the Scotsman in it. Um, no, no, I don't. I feel like would... all your Scottish friends are gonna hate that, though. Yeah, no, for sure, yeah. for sure. Uh, all my Scottish friends Despise forbid me that. from doing that. 
It's yeah. like anytime I hear somebody trying to do a Canadian accent on like a TV show, I'm like, that is just awful. <laughs> and I think especially the Glaswegian accent, it's like a particularly attempted accent in the UK. True. Anyways, I wish I could say Scotland would win this group. They won't realistically. Uh, I, I've got England um, winning the group. I've got Croatia coming second. Fair enough. And despite the Czechs being actually quite a decent squad, I, I'm just going to go with my heart and say that the Scots will come through in third. Oh. Hopefully get a, a draw and win somewhere and, and, and come through. We'll get into the the third place teams after. But I, feel like I just have to, to say, say that one for Scotland. Exactly. Mwah. You have to finish it off. Right? Thank you. Um, uh, Phil, how about you? Who do yeah, you have uh, I have the exact same order as Josh. So I have England coming out on top, Croatia coming in second. And the the reason actually, the Czech Republic team is actually not, uh, like not too bad. Um, but I have, because Scotland's playing at home, yeah. I figure, like, if you have the chance to play at home in a European tournament, like, I, I really hope Scotland come out with a win, mm -hmm. like, for the celebratory nature of it. Yeah, so, for sure. um, And they've been doing surprisingly well in qualifying <laughs> and um, what's it called, and, and friendlies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they could pull and off I think, a few And I think in terms of big players, this is probably the best squad Scotland's had in Definitely. Three they actually decades, have probably. players that are playing in, like, Yes, starting for a top team. I hope they play with two left backs. <laughs> they will. They yeah. actually play a, th they play a three five. So I think oh, they nice. put Andy Robertson in left center back and then Kieran Tierney on the left that's, wing. That's uh, so sick. Yeah. And I think that's how they generally play. But I think I should actually switch that because I think Tierney might be a better left center back. I think okay. he's played there for Arsenal. Yeah, exactly. He's played, he has a little more experience in that position. And then I think taking boys like Scott Matton. And Robertson's work rate on that on that wing is just ridiculous. I want them both to like somehow hit a left footed cross, but like together. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like simultaneously <laughs> like cross somehow, the like... ball. Like both connect yeah. at the same time. Uh, but yeah, so I, I have the same order as Josh. Fair enough. And Omar, what are you? It's really boring, but I have the same order as <laughs> I well. I think we all kind of put the same order in that one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, fair enough, though, because, I mean, you look at England and Croatia as far as teams, as far as performance in past tournaments as well, right? And yeah. they, they have strength compared to those other two teams. Also, yeah. incidentally, I think it's going to be great seeing England-Croatia in a competitive match, mm -hmm. uh, a yes. sort of a grudge match for the semifinal. I think semifinal. England's going to have... I mean, I say England's going to come out angry, but they always just come out the same damn way. To <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's like... I think... Um, yeah, no, I was waiting to talk about England, actually, because I think there's a, a lot of hype around this English squad and I think there's always hype going into tournaments um, for England different. teams but this one thank you well put it, it feels very different and I think typically the the and I, I, like listening to a lot of British media and like talking to a lot of my friends in England this one feels much less toxic and much more like genuinely supportive I think in the past England squads are so burdened with this like unrealistic expectation, expectation. Yeah. I think this England squad genuinely is a group of like young English players that are talented and and they're kind of ready to shed that like underperformance stigma that England. I feel like they're bursting at the seams. Like I feel like you totally. guys like like let these kids loose yeah. on, on the on the continent. That's my problem with Southgate as a manager. Yes, I think he's too constricted yeah. as a manager. You know, I think you look at what Thomas Tuchel did with Chelsea. He went in there and he just told them to play. He put them in a formation. Obviously, he got them more strong defensively. And England kind of needs that, I think, because their defensive... I mean, their center backs might not be up to par with some of the offensive players they're going to be going up against in the later stages. But I think, like, if you just let those forwards and those midfielders play how they naturally play, they're going to have so much freedom, so much creativity up front that barely any defense is going to be able to keep up with them. It's hard to be England manager, though. It is. It's hard to be England manager, because if you, if you go conservative and, and don't hit the mark, then... It, at least you've gone conservative, but if you go balls to the wall and don't hit the mark, then 
you're a real, real villain. But um, I, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's true. Because when was the last England manager that went balls to the wall? Yeah, I'm trying to think about who uh, would even, who would even call. Like maybe when uh, Skulls was playing left wing under Sven Joran Eriksson. <laughs> yeah, Sven Joran Eriksson took uh, Theo Walcott to the World Cup in 2016, uh, 2006, yeah. and didn't even play him. Yeah. So like you know, talk about conservatism. I, I don't know. Yeah. But but you know, this is the first England squad in a long time where you had genuine, exciting debates about who even gets in, right. let alone who plays. Yeah. Um. And um, I think, you know, like you were saying, like maybe their defense isn't, isn't going to be quite up to par going deep into the tournament. I think the Croatia game will be a really good test, test for I them. I think this group is a good test for them. Because uh-huh. they're, they're more, I mean, Scotland not necessarily, but Czech Republic, I don't know if any of their defensive strengths, but I think they're probably a team that's going to try to just come out and go all out. I don't know if they're going to be very conservative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, at least I, that's in past tournaments. Czech Republic have not necessarily been a conservative team. I'll also say I've got this Croatia team in second, but I think Croatia is also suffering from the same thing that Wales is: is that their core group is quite tired and, and, and a little bit over the hump. I think they're still tired from all of those extra times they played in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> like they're still recovering. Too many extra time games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I, you're completely right. That that core is not as influential on their club teams as they were. In 2018, yeah, 100%. Like, where's Luka Modric been since he won that Ballon d'Or? I mean, he's still a, he's Who? still a starting for still starting for Real Madrid. It's not like he's not doing anything. But that, like, but Mario Mandzukic, Mario Mandzukic, Ivan not, Perisic. He, yeah, I mean, you know, like, Ivan Perisic was at his peak at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I would agree. I think that I don't think second place is nailed on uh, at all. Really? Um, I don't. I don't think Croatia like. Because we all Croatia, Scotland, Croatia. Or, yeah, I, I have Croatia there, just based on because I just went and did like. You know, I went game by game, and right. I was like, how do I see this game going? Um, but uh, realistically, I think England's the only one that... they sh- If they if they play to their strengths, and if Southgate gets the best of them, they should top the group, and second could be any of the other three. That's fair. Yeah. All right, moving on to Group E. Um, we'll get through these groups, maybe take a little break, and then talk about... Actually, we'll talk about the third-place teams before we take a break. But sure. Anyways, Group right. E. Games taking place in Seville, and... St. Petersburg again, so more games wow. in St. Petersburg, even though Russia is not in this group. They're in Group B, as we talked about. Um, but the teams in Group E are Spain, Sweden, Slovakia, and Poland. So, um, Omar, who do you have going through first in that group? Okay, so tentatively, I have Spain winning it, but what's the deal with their squad right yeah. now? Yeah, are I they know, all right? infected with COVID-19, and is it going to be the U21s at the tournament? Yeah. yeah. And are they even bringing enough players? <laughs> there you go. That's because currently they don't they haven't filled all the spots, right? Well, no. they have like a reserve squad they're setting up right now. They have the the bubble of five, yeah. Like um, depending because of the players that were in Busquets's bubble, right? Because right. Busquets got COVID, yeah. And there were people that were with him, so that could be a get. big influence. But do you still think they have enough to get out of this group in first? Tentatively, yes. Yeah. Tentatively, yes. I have Sweden coming in but, second. But that's what I mean. Like, if they don't have those players. Oh, okay. So if it's if it's worst case scenario, it's yes. U twenty one, say. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but worst case scenario is that the under twenty ones first from Spain. Yeah. Are pretty. So I, I on paper, I think. Beats, beats, and it's not like they're going to be all under twenty ones. They can bring like a few yeah, players that won't test have negative, been infected. Right? So yeah. probably Even, coming out. Yeah. Even Probably Spanish players that are on the cusp of making the Spanish teams, like like let's say historically like Ander Herrera, like let's yeah. just say if Hector Bellerin's in that squad, they're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Spain winning it, and sorry, you you said your second place team? Uh, Sweden. Okay, um, I could see Spain winning it. I could equally see Spain coming fourth. 
Really. True. I, I just think they could do a 2004 where they absolutely implode from the inside. They, like, 2014, mostly. Um, yeah. uh, 2004, they weren't great either, though. 2004, yeah, they weren't great, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think the, you know, the, the, the heyday of, like, the Spanish national team, it's, it's just over, and you have to find a new... They're moving in the next generation. Yeah. You need to find that core group, because right. right now I think it's a lot of experimenting and saying, like, you know, is it going to be is it going to be Rodri? Is it going to be for sure? And I think in in maybe two years, four years time, that will be a squad that you look at as far as like 100%. top players, top team. Um, but no, I think you're completely right. It'll be very interesting to see what happens as far as their squad. Um, I still have them going through. I have Poland going through in second. Yeah, I have the same thing. I've Poland? Spain, Poland. Yeah. Yeah. And what about you, Phil? Yeah. So I went. Uh, I I went Poland topping and Spain coming second. Yeah. Um, I I feel like. Uh, there's too much chaos like it reminds me of like 2018 all over again like too much chaos around the Spanish team yeah. going into the tournament definitely uh, I just feel like there's so many distractions you got COVID you got the issue of like not bringing your full squad mm. Ramos getting dropped I think Luis Enrique is like uh, you know it's secretly crazy. he's like he's got his like Barcelona agenda where he's just trying to tank like Spain as a nation uh, so true uh, I, uh, I just think it, I still see them getting through um, Sweden's pretty strong right now, uh, and also the fact that Zlatan is not going uh, is probably better because they played really good in qualifying yeah. without him. Sorry, he's, when did he? He's injured. Oh, he withdrew. Yeah, yeah. He uh, so he he's injured. Um, but I, uh, Poland has two or three key injuries, which uh, is unfortunate. Like they don't have uh, Arkadius Milik right. or. Trying to think who else is on that list. I think Zielinski is injured as well, um, which which That's is a shame. Good. So, uh, but uh, Lewandowski just came off the the best season in Bundesliga history yeah. since Gerd Muller in the seventies. So if he can, even if he can just like plop himself in the box and 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 I mean, get get goals. Teams like teams like Sweden and Slovakia's defense against yeah, Lewandowski. and that's so. But then uh, again, when you defend him at Munich, you're not just defending him. Yes, when you he defend has him service. At Poland, sure, just defending but even when you're really. even when you're not just defending him, he scores goals from nowhere. Yes, yeah, he, he, yeah. So uh, I I just put him. Uh, uh, it's probably against the odds, but I think I think Poland on top and then Spain in second. But I also could see Spain not not going through. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a very interesting group to watch. Yeah, uh, I think this would be a bit of a chaotic I'm, group, and I, sure. and I and I always, for some reason or another, want the Swedes to do well. Interesting. And I really like Oscar Isaac. Is that his? No, Oscar Isaac is Alexander. I also really like. I like Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he's I really like him. Yeah. I don't know about like Sweden. I like him more than Alexander Isaac. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Um, but yes, I was just uh, watching I, the new Star Wars series. He's the only good part of it. Um, <laughs> Oscar Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What, now what, moving. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. One thing I want to note, just back to what you were saying about Spain and their the period they're in. Like, I feel like they've been in a transition for like this is probably their third tournament now. Like, 2014 was really the wane of the, the greats. And then, I guess, 2016, uh, 2016 they weren't great. 20, 2018, uh, they were pretty poor, mm -hmm. like, getting knocked out by Russia. Yeah. Um, but my, my I, 
it, it, it hurts me that, like, there's so many players on that team that are, like, right in their prime, like Tiago and Koke, right. that, like, I hope their whole generation doesn't get skipped I over. Because yeah. that whole youth generation was super talented. And right? they didn't get a chance. Uh, yeah, and they're just kind of, like, yeah. holding the team together now. It's just disappointing. Like, I, I, I'm not too fond of the Spanish national team, but I'm fond of those players. And that's the thing. I, as somebody who kind of supported the Spanish national team, and that's, like, the team that I kind of pledge my allegiance to during these international tournaments, obviously, because Canada's not involved in the Euro Cups. But, like, I've, I've been watching them, I've always, since David Villa was at Valencia and Fernando Torres was at Liverpool, I fell in love with Spain, part of Rafa's influence in Liverpool. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, I think, like you said, I was looking forward to seeing this next generation taking that step and seeing how they did. But when you see how teams like France and Germany and Portugal compare, you're like, wow, these teams have developed into another level, which gets us into our final group. But I think, I think like to Phil's point, and I think this happens a lot when a club or a, a nation really peaks, is you get this lost generation that they're just on that cusp, like Phil was mm -hmm. saying, and like may, players like Koke, world-class players, Thiago, I mean like even for all the hate he gets at Kepa, they're, they're great players, but they weren't good enough to make it when your, your Ramos and Iniesta's... Yes, but they weren't good enough. And now that the Ramos and the Iniesta's and the Javis are gone, are they good enough to carry the next generation? And that's what I wanted in? to see. And and I think I think it's like, I just think it, it, like um, there was a but, whole generation, for example, of of uh, German goalkeepers, who just got lost right. in history. Yeah, there's a whole generation of uh, Italian goalkeepers that just got lost in history. Right, but and my I, thing is my thing with that Spanish squad is is like Phil said is they didn't get that chance. Every yeah. big tournament that comes up now for them. Some random crap hits Spain's squad, and they're and they're running so, into all this turmoil, right? Last time it was Lopetegui, now it's the COVID, COVID situation, and they seem to be one of the only teams dealing with that situation. Yeah. So it's just it's it's tough for those players, I think. Yeah. I, I obviously warm. feel some sympathy because, I mean, players like Thiago, like you said, should be players that win those kind of international tournaments and have the opportunity to. Totally. They don't. I also think that this generation in Spain is cursed by the fact that. That 08 to 12, let's say 12, maybe even further, like 13, arguably the best national side ever. ever. Yeah. Uh, and before that, even though Spain is a serious footballing nation, they were underperformers. They were underperformers. They were like everybody's favorite dark horse, but Spain wasn't taken seriously like on the international stage. Which is shocking. Which is definitely shocking. Uh, I mean, like, I even remember being a little bit surprised that they made it to the semi-final in 2006 in, in Germany and like right. that squad with Raul and, and sort of like that Puyol that Marco re Senna right before that Vicente del Bosque squad like really took off yeah um, I was like well who are the Spaniards like yes France will beat them oh that was the quarter quarters yeah. quarter. they got knocked out in the quarters right Spain oh they beat Brazil in the semis um or France anyways yeah Spain yeah. it'll be it'll, it, it's always entertaining I think it's so. like a telenovela it'll be Whatever I just happens, hope they. I just hope they try to play some like free flowing football instead of the stupid static, yeah. structured stuff they've been playing. Anyways, moving on to Group F, F uh, final death. group. Hmm. This is definitely the most intense group, and we all know who's going through in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, the games are taking place in Budapest and Munich, so the teams in this group are Hungary, Germany, Portugal, and France. And just to start off, I want to say how cool it is that. Budapest and Hungary's fans are going to be able to see those three teams, yeah, or at yeah. least two of the teams, I think. Yeah, but um, mm. competing in the in their stadium, you know, mm. I mean, they're in a tournament for the first time in a long time. And oh no, no, they went to the last Euros. 
They topped their group in 2016. Oh yeah, you're right. They, yeah. they had that mad goalkeeper that wore those gray sweatpants. You're right. Remember that? Yeah. They won. They won the group. But I will say that's <laughs> and, and what I remember is the mad goalkeeper. That guy was awesome though. Cool pants though, bro. That guy was awesome. Again, Portugal, the Portugal was in their group again. Yeah. Portugal came third. Incredible. Yeah, but Portugal are champions. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. Let's not talk about that. Anyways, we do have to talk about that because they are the past Euro champions. They're the holders, and they're. I would group. say the worst <laughs> tournament champions of all time. I would. Yep. I would probably agree with you in any sport. It's by only the way. a product. Only a product of the tournament change. The, yeah, the shift yeah. in the they, tournament they, they, they didn't win a single game in regulation. Yeah, no, it was really bad. The whole side of their tournament was just not as difficult as the other side. That of the being tournament. said. Their squad is pretty damn good. Uh, this yeah. year, uh, this different year was a story. different thing. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Totally different. <laughs> yeah. So who do we have going through, Phil? Uh, I have uh, France in first, Germany in second, uh, Portugal in third, and Hungary in fourth. So I went with the... In, in, in my opinion, I still think France are the tournament favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have the strongest squad with a lot of depth. Um, and, you know, being the, the reigning World Cup holders... Um, I think they, they have an edge here. Uh, I have Germany coming in second. And honestly, I, I'm not too confident in the Germany squad right now. I think there's a lot of, like, reminds me of, of Spain in a way, but without the COVID issue. Uh, I just don't think they're fully dialed in on what their, you know, best it lineup is. It seems a little is. confusing right there. Right? Mm-hmm. And Lowe announcing his retirement, like, six yeah. months ago and still sticking around. You're kind of like... Do you think uh, that'll give him an extra push, though? It could. It could go It could go either direction. Uh, I was very... It could also, go, it could also motivate the players. Cause That's what I mean. It's quite, oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 I thought yeah. you meant uh, for him personally. It could uh, end... Uh, yeah, so either way, it's just uh, I I've, was very unsure of them until like the game against Latvia, which was yesterday or two days ago, where they won seven one. Is like the first really like emphatic game I've seen. I mean, against like yeah. lesser opposition, but still, it, like you I gotta mean, you gotta have like, results like yeah. that. And I haven't seen Germany play like that in a long time, yeah. like putting seven away. So um, I think the only reason I I picked them for for coming through in second place is because they're playing in Munich. Mm-hmm. They get the the benefit of some home games. So, uh, and then I have Portugal in third, but I think Portugal's going to sneak out in third again like last time. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. What about you, Omar? Uh, I have uh, Germany winning the group. Yeah. And uh, I have France Uh, coming in second. Interesting. Uh, I want want Omar's... Portugal third and Hungary fourth. Fair enough. So why do you think uh, Germany coming in first? I think France is going to have a slip in the group stage. They they don't always have the smoothest. It's Uh, true. They, They don't seem like... Even though they are favorites and they won the World Cup, and you watch them though, and they not the most convincing. I still favor them winning this tournament, yeah. but just one, I just see a slip happening in the group stage, and I think Germany has a really good squad. Fair, fair enough. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Josh, what do you think for Group F? I went for the exact same order as Phil. So France, yeah. Germany, and then um, Portugal. Like, oh, France, Germany, and then Portugal and Hungary, exactly. Look at all of us sleeping on Hungary. They were group winners. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like such a yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They got home games. Yeah. Right? I hope they, if they make it out of the group, I'm going to get a jersey. The Hungarians are coming, man. <laughs> it's a nice jersey, to be honest. Last time, um, last time France were World Cup champions, and they were also European champions at the time, but France went to the last Euro final. They went to Korea and Japan and didn't score a single goal. Right. Um, and obviously, I hate that kind of like <laughs> comparing teams where no single individual is a leftover like the literal just dish out <laughs> oh well just dish out it's actually true that he was there <laughs> uh, like in, a, in a different capacity in yeah. but you know like 
I think that historical. Vieira is doing Vieira is doing punditry work for BT Sport, I think, or yeah. ITV. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's actually something I heard. I think ITV has Roy Keane and Vieira. Vieira, Roy Keane, and Ian Wright, and Ian Wright. Are, are all are all on that very panel together. Have you guys seen the Vieira and Roy Keane documentary? Yeah. No. Yep. Called Best of Enemies. It's like an hour special where they meet for the first and time they, ever. Like, yeah, and, and they like, like hash it out, hash it out yeah. and then they pick their like joint. Well, one picks their. They both pick their best United and they're both Arsenal squads and then they try and pick up joint squad and yeah. watching two personalities like that argue oh, over certain positions. I remember it's watching. so funny. Have I, you seen it all? I haven't nope. seen it. Oh, you got to watch it. Man. It's on YouTube, by the way. I saw Everybody. Roy Keane debate with like Jamie Carragher about like Liverpool's uh, like yeah. squad last year yeah. and United's 99. Yeah. And it was just like hilarious seeing like Jamie Carragher say like, yeah, I'm pouring Mane on the left wing. He's like, oh, what about gigs? He's like, I don't have gigs in my squad. He's like, oh, come on. Oh, and yeah. no, none, of us are, none of us have gigs in our squads. No period anymore. Exactly. No. <laughs> that's why I mean, that's why I mean loyalty in gigs. Uh, what, what I love is like, um, you know, his loyalty to teammates, even if he didn't get along with them. Yeah. He was like, his, his sort of love for the badge and, and the honor. And I mean, obviously like his best friend in his career and his favorite teammate of all time was Dennis Irwin. Right. He always talks about how Dennis Irwin is like the consummate professional never injured, you know, gets you goals from left back, defends well. And then they got into this, like, well, you should watch this, but they got into an argument over Dennis Irwin or Ashley Cole. And just from being from my generation, I'm, I would pick Cole. Even right. though I, because I don't like, know growing up, I was a United uh, supporter, but in my opinion, Cole is the best left back that's ever played in the Premier League, in the Premier League era. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just hilarious. Did you, did you come with us, like, at... I think it was like when we were playing for like Hoshman Hour on Southwest United, uh, and we went and watched like the United Legends game. Uh, it was like an indoor Manchester United Legends game because Dennis Irwin was here, like played an in indoor Cal- indoor no, Manchester United. It no was way. either here or in Edmonton. It was definitely in Alberta, but it was like a indoor five oh, that's aside. That's awesome. And I didn't know any of the United Legends <laughs> except for Dennis Irwin. I was like a bunch of them were all was like any good? Uh he was he was the best on the pitch, but like uh, no, but this is the thing. He's always the best on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's better than Ashley Cole. Yeah, but uh, so yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, you guys all have Germany and France going through as one and two in different ways. I think. Yeah. Phil and Josh are in. Yeah, I have France top. France Germany. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And Germany France. I have German swapping, but France. I top. actually I put France and Portugal. Mm-hmm. In which order? Um, in France, France and Portugal. Okay. And then Portugal. Okay. And. Again, it's kind of like what you were saying about Germany. I think there's some parts of that squad that I, I don't know if they're that cohesive yeah. as a squad. I think there's a big part of chemistry and cohesiveness with with the squads that go and how, like how quick they can get that together. And I think the Portuguese squad in past have shown that they have that. And that Portuguese squad right now might be one of the strongest squads in the tournament. Yeah, I'm looking at it through and through. I mean, defensively might be the one thing that, again, you can say... There's a little bit of weakness there, but the way that they play is so based on playing structured and then breaking out offensively with the talent they have. And yeah. players like Bruno Fernandez, Diogo Jota, like those guys are gonna have amazing Silva. tournaments. I think. Yeah. Bernardo Silva, right? They have so much talent. Uh, Andre Silva, who's been playing amazing. I think. I think their saving grace is that they have such uh, uh, a deep squad Mm -hmm. that they don't have to really rely on Cristiano Ronaldo who's coming off arguably 
the worst season of his career in the past, like, And decade. that's what I mean, right? A lot of the spotlight will be on those other players now. Yeah, yeah. And you can't just, like, focus on Ronaldo and shutting him down. And it won't be, like, players. guys, like, and no offense to him, but, like, Renato Sanchez running your midfield, like, in the Well, he might season. still be. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had a great, he had a great team, right? wicked, wicked season he also. Had a great season. Sure, but when you've got, when you've got your Silvas and Fernandez For sure. um, um, backing you, you've you've got, got amazing. Yeah, yeah. you got a great, I mean, is Danilo Portuguese? No, Danilo's Brazilian. But Cancelo's Portuguese, right? Danilo yeah. for yes. for City. Wow. No, that's I mean a, Danilo, a, yeah, for, Danilo for PSG. Danilo, Danilo Pereira. Oh, that one. Uh, that Danilo, I don't remember. I think he might be Portuguese, but he's he pretty yeah, good center. Yeah, Danilo is my, uh, my big concern for a group like this is uh, even even though in this tournament you get the, the third place teams that can go through, is with all these big teams, if you get a lot of draws, yeah. like... Uh, like two draws out of your three games, and that's it leaves why you at two points. Leaves you at two points, and if 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 like a a Ukraine or a yeah. or my guys in North Macedonia, what if Hungary pulls one, off an upset? One win, you're right. right. Like you get one win, uh, yeah. and and that's it. Like um, yeah, uh, no, so definitely. With and that many big teams clashing, imagine they all finish on like three points. And that's perfect. Let's move into the third place choices. We'll all go through maybe one one at a time and just pick the four teams that we think will go through. Um, I'll start it off. I, I don't have Germany actually going through because of that reason. Um, I think, unfortunately, they're going to run into a draw or two, and it's going to be a goal differential thing that gets one of the teams through. But they're going to have a low points tally. Um, and I think it'll be one of the biggest stories in the entire tournament because teams like... I think I think Wales will go through. I think Denmark will go through. I think um, Scotland will go through. Sorry, so you had Denmark in third in Group B? Yeah. So who did you have second? Is it Switzerland, I thought? No. B. Oh, it's B. B. I had Belgium and Russia. I didn't really go through mine for those ones, but I had Belgium and Russia. Belgium won and Russia Oh, yeah, and they're playing in Russia. We talked about this. Exactly. Yeah, okay, okay. And so I have Denmark going through as number three in that one. Um, And then the other team I think that will go through as a third-place team is actually Sweden. Nice. Because I think Slovakia might lose. Actually, you know what? Slovakia has... What's his name? Hamshik's last last tournament, probably. Hamshik, but oh, what's his name? They have Jan Oblak. Oh yeah, <laughs> and Jan Oblak oh could God, be a massive thing, right? So yeah, I mean, like like uh, Kevin Navas, exactly. Really carried that. Um, so I think I think I'm kind of split between Germany or Sweden, maybe even Slovakia. But I think I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna go with Germany just because. I think, think they're going to beat Hungary, and they're going to get that three points that's going to be able to be enough. And then a draw, and they'll have four points, and that'll be enough to get them through. They might not be one of the highest points tallies for fourth or third place teams, but I think they'll get through maybe by that. Uh, what about you, Omar? Who do you have? Uh, I've got Wales going through as a third place team. Mm-hmm. I've got Denmark going through as a third place team. I've got Poland going through as a third place team. And I've got Portugal going through as a third place team. Fair like enough. last time. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, those are all kind of teams that we I picked in different ways, or I picked, I guess, in different ways. Um, Phil, or Josh, sorry, what about you? Uh, right, so in order of their rankings, actually, okay. which I might have to rethink now, because on the, on the bracket it asked me to do this, but I had Portugal in first, but I think now, sort of talking about this classic, like, uh, group of uh, death situation, yeah. where big teams really cancel each other out, like Phil was saying. Drop points, yeah. I still, I still have them going through, but maybe not in first. But anyways, I got, I got uh, Portugal, then Sweden, then Wales, and then uh, Scotland. Nice. And I think they'll, they'll beat out it's pretty the much Russians nice. and the Ukrainians. We're all kind of in agreement for the third place teams. That's it. It's yeah. weird. We're you all have kind of Portugal. Yeah. Well, I had no, Portugal going through. Oh, Portugal going through. But, but, you but still, like the team from group. The teams that we oh, didn't yes. put in second yeah. were yes. putting through the, the same group. Yeah. 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 
So we're br- yeah, we have the same teams going to the knockouts. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, Phil. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, like you just said, uh, Omar. I mean, same teams. Most of the same teams going through to the knockouts. But that's you know, touching on the format here is that there's only eight eight teams that get knocked out. Right. Like uh, from the group stages, which is. Uh, for like, sure. Maybe we'll go over that quickly right now. I mean, the the thing with the knockout stages in the round of 16 is we can't really go over what teams are going to go in the round of 16 because of all the different permutations as far as which teams can end up playing each other. But basically, just to explain it, and this is the explanation I found. I found a bunch of them, but the Wikipedia one was the best, as usual. The specific matchups involving the third-place teams depend on which four third-place teams will qualify for the round of 16. So, basically, we can't really do that. But we can say which four teams we think might go through. Yeah, you're just essentially picking of the third place teams that are there, which ones do you think are going to end up with the highest points yeah. tally? Exactly. Um, and so, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. And so I had um, actually pretty pretty similar to, to Josh's. So I have Portugal coming out of the of Group F, so with um, behind France and Germany. I have, uh, I'm, these aren't in order, um, but I have Sweden coming through in their group in third. So Poland, Spain, and Sweden out of that group. Uh, Russia coming through in their group. Um, I'm thinking that home advantage might get them some points. Uh, and then Scotland in the England group. So England, Croatia, and Scotland coming through. Fair enough. I think Portugal is going to do the, the third place sneak again, Wait, man. England? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's, I think we're all kind of in agreement about which teams will not make it. Uh, teams like Finland. Um, Switzerland is, a, is an interesting one because Josh had them going through, but the rest of us have them out. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be an interesting one to watch. I think we all agree, though, that those three teams in Group A, anything can happen with those guys. Mm-hmm. I only have... Uh, the hardest one to Did any of you guys... I don't know if you, when you guys were doing yours, if you just did picks or if you did, like... Um like the like head on head head to heads like through all the matchups oh, i did like just um, picks just uh the only team i have in the group stage that wins all three of their games was belgium yeah. i have belgium being the only team that sort of wins through like all nine points i think north netherlands is the only team i can see having that oh yeah that's a good call but, i have i have a draw with north macedonia i could say italy as well i don't really? think it'll be that no, easy I, I think turkey's I, gonna they could do it i think turkey's they gonna do it I think going up against those three teams, they'll tire you out. <laughs> like you're gonna, you can't take it easy against any of those teams. You can't put any subs in. You have to put your top team. In That's fair. But I think I think you know like that Italian group is coming off a really good Serie A for season sure. for sure. And I think they're all in a like really competitive. Top I think they're going to be the most entertaining team at the tournament, regardless of what happens with them. I think both on the front end and the back end, because the the defenders like Chiellini and Bonucci, they're old, still good. But then they got like crazy young attack up front, yeah. and uh, and just coming off of yeah, like you did said, they, bring, the they, they brought Chiesa, right? Yes, yeah. they did. Oh yeah, he, he, he's, he's got to be starting for sure. He's been playing amazing. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to be the most fun team to watch. Like it may just be chaotic games, like who knows the score lines, but I think they're going to be entertaining. Hey, did Donnarumma sign for PSG? He's uh, very close. Very close. That's yeah. like pretty much going through. Nailed on yeah. almost. Yeah. Yeah. If Fabrizio Romano's so talking good. about it, so yeah. it's got to be. That's a very bad piece of business for AC. Yeah, yeah really blew it Who did they bring into him to replace him? Have they brought somebody? Oh, he's yeah. so good. Uh, oh, the, the little French, guy. Uh, yes, from the French league. Yeah, uh, he's African. Uh, yeah, uh, and he had a was fantastic he season. Uh, so I, he I think it'd be a quality. No, no, little, little. Yeah, they, okay. they won, and yeah, then the right. team is getting instantly decimated. Yeah, oh, I think he's gonna. Worst. Well, it's always let's hope Jonathan David ends up something. Yeah, Monaco would happen to them. I mean, I hope 
he stays in Lille and they continue. I, but if they get decimated, I'm still convinced that my FIFA my FIFA career was going to come true. He's going to end up at Leicester. Because <laughs> that oh. literally happened in like my, my FIFA That'd be career. Sick, too. Bro, I, I like that. I would rate that. that. Jonathan, oh. if, if is it Jonathan David? It's David. It's it's he's just a Canadian. I see last everybody name. say David. Oh no, really? Because he's Montreal. He's, I see he's Haitian Canadian. I see oh, David. Maybe, he's maybe. like a francophone. Uh, okay, I see okay. David. I see David. I just go, let's just say David. Sure, if Jonathan, Jonathan Dav- Davids, and we'll give him sunglasses. <laughs> Let's get him on the show and ask. <laughs> right. I would call. love to be able to say Jonathan David, friend of the show. <laughs> that would be yeah. fantastic. No, anyways, if he goes to Leicester, immediate jersey. I think if, yeah. if, if I could pick for him to go anywhere in the English Premier League, it's the I would pick Leicester just because like, I think that would be cool. Like, I'm down for him to replace Firmino. For sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. I also think Leicester and, at the moment are my favorite group yeah. in the league. Um, yeah, I really can't get behind any other group yeah, of clubs. as far as a club as well. Oh, yeah. is a club one hundred percent? They're on the morally a, good spectrum. Even though I like the Chelsea yes. group. All right, we're gonna get we're gonna get too much on a tangent as far as as far as that goes. So um, yeah, how do we get to say oh, French keeper? Uh, Donnarumma. We talked nope. from Donnarumma. Nobody was gonna say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said something. We're on a tandem bike. <laughs> we're getting on a bit of a tandem. Oh, bike Oh, speaking right now. of tangents and tandems. Today, my fiance asked me if we can get a tandem bike. Yeah. And I said, I don't really want to, but if you want to, we can like look into getting a used one. And she said, I'd like to sit on the back and do nothing. And I said, no, well, the person in the back pedals. Yeah, pedals right? And she's like, oh, is it the same chain? And I was like, did you think the person on the back is just on a free ride? Yeah. And she kind of looks at me and kind of like looks down. She goes, I don't know what I know. It's not like a DC situation. Yeah, I was like, wait, do you think that I would pedal and steer and carry your weight? Like, what the Mackenzie, Mackenzie should just, like, when we go for bike rides, she should just go hang out with Megan if she wants. Megan, <laughs> Megan, Megan doesn't need to be near a bike. She love, she love hates cycling. It's, yeah, it's kind of, did, she, uh, did she tell you what I told her on the uh, ride yesterday? No. She was like, uh, I wish Megan could be here. And I was like, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, as much as Meg would like to hear that from you, she wishes She's she wasn't. happy yeah. with yeah. I'm sure she likes knowing that she was. Yes, for sure. Yeah. That was that was quite the tangent on tandem bikes. Yeah. It was a, it was a tandem was, tangent. Yeah. yeah, it was well yeah. done. Um, okay, how about we take a little bit of a break? Yeah. Um, we're already about an hour into the show. Excellent. Um, for anybody listening on the radio, this has already been cut off the last three minutes. <laughs> but it's all right. We're gonna have the full Director's episode. Cut. We're gonna have the full episode on there. I mean, the last time I was here, the last time I was here, we did a two-hour two-hour exactly. show. It was the three of us. We do. We do. Now that I have a radio slot, I'm supposed to keep it to an hour. Oh, okay. And it never happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah last time. Last time we did this, it was like a like an hour and fifty six minutes. It was a Premier League preview show, right? Derek yeah. was there too, right? Uh, oh no, no, this was we did the when quiz. I, I visited like a year ago. Yeah. Right now we did the World Cup yeah, quiz. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we did a yeah. bunch of quizzes. Yeah. Um. Anyways, let's oh, take I a little break. Speaking of yeah, quizzes, it was, it was all it was this group. Oh, I thought you said the three of us is in you, Omar, and Kamal. Oh no, like three of us like on the podcast. We yeah. got, got you. Got yeah, you. yeah. yeah. Kamal has to be here. Yeah. Well, otherwise, <laughs> really not conversations with <laughs> <with Kamal. laughs> well, Maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day. Or, I, can, or I, can I can outsource the host for Carnival's with Kamal. <laughs> um, anyways, let's take a little break, come back, we'll do a little bit of a quiz, and then we'll talk about some of the individual award winners and maybe some of the semifinalists and finalists just to close out the show. Sick. Um, but yeah, come back after the break for more of this long long breakdown of the year 2020s <laughs> thank you so much for listening so far hope you're enjoying the episode 
We're not going to have any long break or any music during this break because it's a pretty long episode itself. But I figured I would just quickly say that if you do want to be on the show, have a topic in mind for the show, or have any music that you want to provide for the episodes, make sure to reach out to me on places like Instagram, Facebook. I'll put the links in the description for the episode. Also just wanted to quickly say thank you to CMRU.ca for constantly putting up my episodes. Um, I'll have more coming for you guys in the next few weeks, hopefully more consistently throughout the summer. Now that things are opening up a little bit, hopefully we'll have a lot more to talk about. Hopefully people's minds have been brewing during these quarantine processes and have they have a lot of stuff on their mind. And I know that there's a few topics that I really want to talk about based on current events, but um, they're more serious in tone. And I'm just uh, happy that we can enjoy the first episode about something that's less serious and something that I think a lot of soccer fans and maybe even sports fans are looking forward to, which is international tournaments coming back and top level sports coming back with fans. So hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Hope you keep up with the Euros and hope you stay tuned for more. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the show. Hope you enjoyed our little break. Uh, I'm not even sure if I'm going to put music in or not. Find out later. <laughs> I, I can put music in for you. Yeah, exactly. Let's see what Nino's got <laughs> cooking. Um, but yeah, let's move into a little bit of a quiz here. Um, so I've found this quiz online. Don't look at the screen because it's got the answers on it. All right, but I figured oh, the best way to do this is like we usually do on my quizzes, which is making a sound or something. Oh, right. Where's the maracas? Um, <laughs> the maracas are not here because the studio is in, um, what's the word? Renovation mode, but not how really. About, how, about, how about we just raise just our hand and you just tell who, yeah, who exactly. did it? That's exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. So yeah, the, uh, the audience will be able to see, but I'll say who put their hand up first. Um, so there's 20 questions, and we're just going to rip through them, and whoever has the most points at the end, keep track of your points, um, will win a hug. <laughs> I have to say, I really enjoy recording outside. Same. It is nice. I hope that these bird sounds and the, the ruffle of the trees kind of just get in as like cut, some yeah. ambiance in the back. Yeah, I we'll do find love out. a robin. It usually does Me a little too. bit. You get a little bit of the... Very beautiful. That's the kind of podcast. I that's want kind. Of, that's the kind of Euro podcast you want to get. Into. <laughs> yeah. You need the outdoor vibes. I imagine okay. we're like in the Alps. First question. Thank you. <laughs> I, just have to, I just have to show you up somehow. Thank you. First question. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh, Who was sorry. the first country to win the inaugural Euros in 1960? If you want to take a guess, you can go ahead. I'll give you guys a hint. They are no longer a country. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yugoslavia. Oh. Omar, no. Damn. Josh, are you What was the year again? 1960. Oh, uh, uh, West Germany. No. Oh. Uh, so that's, that's what I was thinking. Uh, Soviet Union? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Soviet right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, know they have, I know they have one, so. Yeah. Well uh, done. Phil gets a point. At least we can all that think that of countries that are yeah. no longer countries. No longer countries. <laughs> Actually, in fairness, Yugoslavia was, wasn't even a country then. Oh. Part of the Soviet Union was not. Uh-huh. So yeah. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Give me well, the points. The Soviet Union had so much talent at their disposal. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you're imperialist. Yeah. So, <laughs> always got to make it political, don't you, man? Love the Soviet Union. I didn't get a degree British for nothing. <laughs> uh, okay, who was, what was the first year Ireland qualified for the tournament? These are obscure questions. But I assume they're made by an English person. Anyways. I'll, I'll punt 1982. 
Pretty close. 1984? Very close. No, that was it. Wait, 82 was a, that was a World Cup. Spain, 82. Yeah. 84, you were close. Right, just my product of going last, like like eighty eight. Yes. Smart. The last two, the last two ones, like you guys knocked out the He's other like the only other big, the only other big footballing nations that don't exist. He's playing you guys strategically out here. Man. Uh, okay, this is an easy one. Host of Euro twenty sixteen. Josh, my friends. Yeah, you got a point. Thank you. Okay. French player who scored nine times at Euro 84, the most for any player in a single tournament. 84. French player. Very, very famous player. Oh, uh, Phil oh you, you, you know, you know. First. Uh, Platini? Yes, it is. Phil has three points. Omar yet to be on the board. Again. Did so. Yugoslavia not get a half point? <laughs> Since he was Soviet? No, because they weren't a country yet. <laughs> I got you, Omar. Um... Only country to ever retain the Euros. Phil. Spain. Yeah, man, he's beating, he's ripping you guys up. Oh, yeah, Spain. Think you guys are overthinking that one. Though. Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, Phil has four points, Josh with one. Which team knocked England out of Euro 96 on penalties? We'll give it to Josh. Italy, I think. No. Oh, it was Germany? Yes, it was Germany. It was Oliver Bierhoff. <laughs> Is this why it England? wasn't? Where was it, though? 96 was England. It was in England, yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. Name of the first siblings to play against each other for two different countries. Yes. Uh, the Shaka brothers? Yes. Yeah. Oh, correct. yeah. I, I know, I know Grana Shaka. I don't, Switzerland, you know, where's the other one? Albania. Switzerland and Albania. I don't yeah. know the Albanian ones. Um, That's right. Yeah, and I think there was also a potential for um, Shakiri to have a Is brother. Is it like Ibrahim Shaka or something? Oh, I think he might be Ibrahim yeah. Shaka, but I think Shakiri almost had one, uh, his brother go with the really? Kosovan yeah, team. Yeah, Kosovan team. That Pjanic got to the last Euros, but um, he like he single-handedly did. <laughs> uh, he didn't get selected. In That's a shame. Anyways, this is one we talked about already. Oh, sorry, I missed one. Complete Ireland's Euro 2012 group. Spain, Italy, and Iceland? No. Greece. No. Oh. It's a team that is in oh, this Euro. That was the one that was the group that was talked about. It was like the financial crisis group. All Mark, of the teams were oh, like. I guess I'm gonna give you a five second timer. Uh Slovaks? No. It was Croatia. Oh, they were oh, in a financial yeah. crisis. Eh? That must have been a that's a bit of a tough group. I guess Croatia wasn't as good back then. Anyways, moving on. Shock winners of Euro 2004. Greece. <laughs> <laughs> I got points. Let's go. Omar gets it. Scored the golden goal in extra time to help France secure victory at Euro 2000. David Trezeguet? Yes, that is correct, Phil. Good job, yeah. That is correct. Peak Trezeguet, by the way. I so, you do you guys know how many points you guys have? I think you're like five. Do you have three? One. You have one? I know that. Next <laughs> we're, at. we're at nine points so far. So. Okay. Or ten questions so far. And one was missed. Because you guys didn't get Croatia. So I think you have five. Okay. Josh has three. Omar Thank you. has one. Um, <laughs> manager who has coached the most games at European Championships. It's an interesting one. Who is Amir Omar? You. I think it was Josh first. Uh, I say Vicente Del Bosque. No. Incorrect. Walking low. Yes. Oh, it well is. Two points. Damn. That's sweet. That's impressive. Yeah. I didn't I know that. This one. is a 
This is this will be his fourth tournament. Damn, he's been with the German national team too long. I just because yeah. Lebowski's won it twice. Sure, but you, you think he uh, no. went? Uh, Aragonés sure. won the the 2008. Yeah, Luis Aragonés, the big uh, racist. The big racist. The big racist. <laughs> yeah, the big old racist. Yeah, uh, uh, I put Vicente Lebowski in that. No, he <laughs> brought Marco Senna to the squad. Anyway, yeah. sorry. <laughs> um, put the ball in the English net at Euro '88. That's a tough one. If you guys get that, I'll be impressed. Put the ball in the English net. I'm assuming this means an own goal. Yeah. Uh, f- me. Euro '88. Yeah, that's tough. I'll up on to guess. I'll say. Okay. I'll, I'll say. Gaza. No. no. Uh, Do you want to guess, Phil? Um, Everyone I'm thinking would probably be too late. Let's all just toss uh, Gareth Southgate. <laughs> that would be good. Uh, I know we Do you want to throw it out there? Are you good? Uh, Gary Lineker? No, it was Ray Houghton. Oh, I, uh, I, I, I know him. <laughs> the team eventual winners, Denmark, replaced at Euro 92. Yugoslavia. Yeah, that's correct. It was Yugoslavia. I watched the movie a just the other day. I mean, I mean, it's a great movie. You should watch it. It's on Denmark ninety or Summer of ninety two. Summer of ninety two. Cool. Yeah, it's about that Danish squad and sponsored by Summer of ninety two. <laughs> uh, top scorer Friends of the podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, top scorer at Euro two thousand eight. Oh, I think that was Josh first. Uh, I'm excited to see which ones you say. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know. <laughs> David Villa. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to say Torres. <laughs> that game against Russia, yeah, he just absolutely yeah. took him apart. Exactly. He scored a hat-trick, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And, and he also scored in the first, because they played him twice. Mm. So I think he scored in the first game. Okay. Too. Player who has featured in the most games throughout European championships. Chill. Lothar Matthaus? No. Uh, Miroslav Klose? No. Sergio Ramos? No, Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano oh, Ronaldo! Oh, he did go when he was like, like yeah. 18, yeah. 17. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before, yeah. And they always make at least a bit of a run. Right? For sure. Yeah, like yeah, four yeah, yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. 2004, he was really He's been young. to two finals, so yeah. that's pretty deep. Yeah. Um, Portuguese midfielder who became the youngest player to appear in a European Championship final at Euro 2016. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, Renato Sanchez? Yes, it was Renato Sanchez. How old was he at that like you said 16. I thought I thought we were still in 2004, and I was going to say Ronaldo. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it was Ronaldo Sanchez. Um, Poland and what other country hosted in Euro 2012? I think that was Omar oh, first. Ukraine? Yeah. That is correct. I don't know if that was... Screw it. <laughs> Screw Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, Ireland's top scorer in European championships. Oh, Jesus. That is, like, borderline impossible. Go ahead. Shane Long? No. <laughs> if anybody gets this, they get three points. Uh, I'm just going to try to, like, toss that in, like, make up a... Uh... Oh, I should have said, said Robbie Keane, but it's, I'm assuming it's not. It's yeah, like... I, don't think, I don't think it is. And this is Ireland, right? Not yeah. Northern Ireland? I was There's a lot say, of Irish questions name? in this. Uh, yeah, it's a... What was the guy who had the song in 2016? Uh... The winger that recently played for Sunderland? Will Grigg. Yeah, Will Grigg. <laughs> <laughs> That's Northern Ireland. Uh, yeah, I, I have no, no idea. idea. I can't even think no of an Irish idea. name. Yeah, it was Robbie Brady. Uh, oh, Robbie Brady, yeah. That's he is a, a known player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Liverpool striker who won the Golden Boot at Euro 2004. <laughs> yes, Phil. Milan <laughs> Barrow. Yes. 
Wow. Like I lit it up. Milan's earliest streets remember. Yeah, he got, the signing, he got the signing because of that yeah. tournament. I arguably have a Milan Burrish haircut right now. Uh, yeah, I kind of do, actually. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> uh, Italy, England, and what other team have lost a record three European Championship penalty shootouts? Go ahead. Holland. Yes, that is correct. Well done. Yeah. I think you guys tied. Oh, it's fine. You... No, he wins. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not happy with that. So you think hug Josh? Uh, I didn't say that, that couldn't be draw. Yeah. <laughs> you guys both get a point. We'll take a point. Yeah. <laughs> take the point. Oh, split point. Wait, but if 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 the, the winner gets three points, right? And the third place goes through. No. Well <laughs> 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 done. You made it through. This is like a group of death. Phil and I cancel each other out. Yeah. And Omar right. sneaks in. Yep. Um, okay, so we talked about the teams that are going to go through each group, obviously. We talked about the teams, the third place teams we think will make it through. Uh, we don't necessarily need to get into the round of 16 because there's a lot of different things that will happen there depending on which teams make it through. Um, Should the, we just take we could, it from the semifinals? I was going to say, let's just pick the t last four teams that we think. Okay. Uh, I think you guys all made brackets, fortunately. Yep. So yep. we can just go off based off your guys' brackets and... How about we start off with Josh? Who do you have as your last four teams? So, okay, so in the semis, I have on one side, uh, France beating Belgium. Okay. And then on the other side, I have England beating Portugal. Interesting. On penalties? <laughs> <laughs> Never. Uh, and I think... Knowing Wayne... England nowadays, though, that with the Columbia thing yeah. last time? Yeah. I could see Wayne Rooney being sent off uh, <laughs> with Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo Working. asking for the red card. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> yeah, arguably. No, but then... Um, yeah, I'm just going for it, man. I'm saying England winning over France. It's coming yeah. home, It's man. coming <laughs> home. I love that. And interestingly, I mean, Phil sent them before, but Phil, who do you have? Yeah, uh, I have a, I have, so, um, France and Portugal in one semifinal. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have France France winning that, that semifinal, so going through to the final. And then my other semifinal I have is Italy and England. I have England winning that as well for a, a France-England final, but I have France... Winning it. Interesting. I don't, uh, it's it's not the result I want. That's uh, what you think. But I think I think that's what's likely to happen. In fairness, if I if I was thinking more with my head than my heart, I think that's the more likely outcome. If that's the final. But you're a big French fan too, to be fair. Yeah, and I, and and I I, I, I resent <laughs> being romantic about England, <laughs> particularly because I like I I support France usually and office and Scotland is in this tournament. Uh, it would be very offensive for me to see the English win, but I kinda want it. Just for all my friends in England, I yeah. England needs something. They've no, had Brexit, fair. they've had Boris, they need something. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming home. They be, they're not even part of Europe anymore, man. <laughs> but, but Switzerland's allowed? Yeah. Yeah, true, fair. Um, Omar, right. who so you got in the semis in the final? I've got two semifinals of Flags with the same colors in them. Oh. So like, on one side I got Belgium. Wait, wait, can... oh. Belgium, Germany. Yes, that's nice. okay. Wait, and then Netherlands, uh, France. Bingo. Oh, oh I would love to see a Belgium Germany semifinal where Belgium's in their home kit and Germany's in that black. <laughs> like it would be oh, a good. Oh, it would be like the flag. Yeah. It would be like the flag <laughs> on the pitch. Also for viewers, what, what about the Dutch? What about the Dutch against the French? For viewers that can't see, what, what, what would you do? White blue, and blue and white and blue. Yeah. Uh, what is the Dutch's black right now? Hold on. Does Dutch's, Netherlands don't have a white Netherlands is a black kit right now. Oh, uh, black and orange. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, you can't. The, the, well, no, no. It would be orange and white. Yeah, I would go for the orange. And then white for France yeah. is the away yes. shirt, right? All white. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Anyways, yeah. I got France and Germany in the final, and I got France winning it. Interesting. Wow, France, Germany. So two, yeah. two people with France winning it. These are all exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm down for any of those. Honestly. It's going to be an exciting and, tournament. And, and yourself, Connell? I actually didn't make, make that part of the bracket. <laughs> <laughs> because well, I think you did the hardest part. Instinctually, who, who, who do you have as the winner? Instinctually, I, obviously one of my favorites was France. Um, another one is obviously England. But I think I want to go with Belgium. So, so um, I, I was gonna say we should all pick a dark horse. Well, I don't think they're a dark horse. No. Well, well if, now if we they're should. not your favorites to even be in the final, then they are a dark horse. Well, okay, I, I guess. But I mean, I would say a dark horse is a team that you wouldn't expect to make a semifinal and makes it. Yes, like more unlikely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, let's say, let's for mine for example, like, let's get like, into that. Let's it, move into like, the, uh, I have Italy. I have Italy making the semis because I think they're a good squad. And I think they'll be a lot of fun. So would you consider them a dark horse? No, my dark horse is Turkey. Like oh. I think Turkey's gonna cause a storm. I, they're my dark horse. I think, horse I think as well. Turkey's gonna cause an absolute storm this time. I think they're they've got a really good squad as far as like players that they need in each position. Yeah. So uh, that that would be who I would describe as like my like true dark horse. Omar? But I think. Uh, I, yeah. I, I really labored on this one last night. I could not think of a dark horse. Yeah. I don't know why, but I mean, I just the Netherlands being back again in the tournament and making it to the semifinals in my bracket. That's a dark horse. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, I'd say no, that's a dark horse. Netherlands have missed the last two tournaments. Exactly, That's yeah. crazy. And they're missing a lot of key players. Like, I think yeah. if they made it to the semifinals without Virgil van Dijk, that would be a dark horse. Impressive, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to say that my dark horse is Belgium when I have them winning the group and they're ranked FIFA That's World Ranking the first <laughs> going into this tournament. Yeah. In terms of like the teams that I don't have in the final, I do have them in the semi. Um, I'd say, yeah, like, that are like my outside favorites, right. but in terms of like true dark horses, uh, it's tough. Yeah, I'd say Denmark though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. That's a that's a good that call. A good I one. can see they that. They have a good squad. Yeah. Loaded. Plus, probably one of the best kit selections in this Ooh. tournament. So yeah, definitely that all red retro '92 yeah. uh, yeah. homage. Thank you very much. Um, also, for viewers that that can't see. Phil busted out an England jersey. <laughs> he yeah. Hulk, he Hulk tore his jacket off for an England jersey. Yeah. Uh, just to be um, more specific, it's the uh, 2010 World Cup away. Comfiest kid I own. For the four people that will know what that is based off. <laughs> Google 2010 England red. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are the dark horses we all kind of have picked out. Let's move on to some of the awards that we have. Yeah. And um, let's start off with the breakthrough player. So a player that we think is going to have a breakthrough tournament, maybe get a big signing after the after the tournament, maybe put themselves on and in the top ten players in their position or top five players in their position in the world. Uh, I don't think that he'll put himself in the top, uh, establish himself as a top um, center back or or, uh, or or defender in the world rather. But I think Ben White might get a big signing after this. Ben White's not going, is he? Yeah, he's replacing Trent Alexander. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. They made that but pick. do you think he's gonna play? Because he's replacing a wing back, and he's That's not fair. one of the first center backs. That's that fair. Playing. But I feel like players that have that international selection attached to them, and are on kind of like a teetering ship like Brighton, right? Get big moves. So yeah. it just made me think yesterday when I saw him replacing Trent Alexander Arnold. I thought to myself, this might be really helpful in his career. But come back to me and I'll think of a better choice. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Omar, did you get one? So I had a few players that I wanted to watch, young players in this in this tournament. Um, and the ones that really stuck out to me, 
your Telemans for for Leipz for uh, Leicester. Not gonna get a big move, but right. it's a stage for him to make uh, <clears throat> an impression. Well, it could be a breakthrough into like the top five, ten players in the world, right? So. But one player I really want to see play, and if he does play, we'll. He's on a few teams' radars right now. Is uh, Jules Koundé from uh, Sevilla, okay. center back, uh, plays for France. They're taking him with them for the squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had a good season. So tough, tough spot to get into. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Another one's Danny Olmo from Leipzig. Uh, he's oh, played yeah. some games Don't for Spain, Spain and he's yeah. absolutely lit it up. But yeah, those are those are the ones I'm watching. Fair enough, Phil. What about you? Uh, yeah. So uh, there's a a young player I think that uh, is gonna like. Um, be a, be one to watch is um, Goran Pandev. <laughs> <laughs> Yuri Zhirkov. Yeah, yeah, Yuri Zhirkov is one to watch. He's definitely a breakthrough. Uh, but uh, Goran Pandev to replace Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah. Spurs. Yeah. And um, but in in reality, I think even though he's already got his probably his like big move, uh, I think Federico Chiesa's yeah. Uh, yeah. poised. Mm poised to shine in this mm. tournament. Um, I'm hoping. Like I, I, I've talked a lot about how I think this Italy team is going to be exciting. So I think he he would be my my sort of pick for for one to watch. There's a lot of a lot of very talented youngsters on the England uh, on the England squad, but I think uh, they've all this past season like made their marks. Mm. Like uh, I don't necessarily think this tournament's going to like push either direction for any of them. Yeah. It could, but like. Like Foden's already there, Grealish is there. Yeah. Bellingham's been talked about all year now. Like, I think uh, the ones that are um, on the cusp of moving, it's not this tournament that's going to make a difference. Like I think Declan Rice will eventually leave West Ham, but not because of this tournament. Right. I think yes. He's just poised to go some a bigger stage. I, okay. So a better pick than Ben White, uh, Thorgan Hazard. I think he, okay. he's he's sort of at that stage of his career where like, uh, I think for better and for worse, Dorman is seen as a springing board in yeah. Europe. And I think that him coming there from Gladbach, I think he has big, big, big ambitions. I don't think he wants to be like that that Hazard brother. I think he could. I think with his brother not playing, I think he could really shine for that Belgian squad. I think he could do something special and then be on a lot of teams' radars. Uh, I think another good pick was someone you brought up earlier, but uh, Alexander Isak. Oh yeah. Like I think uh, that group, uh, like we said, I'm not really sure how that group is going to play out. And he's had a really good season. Another player that went to Dortmund, and but that didn't work out very yes. well. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, he got, he just paid, what's it called, Sociedad signed him for like double the fee that Dortmund brought him in for. I think. Fair enough. Yeah. But I, 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 Dortmund's just a mill. As, as much as, 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 as Sociedad. just transactional. Yeah. yeah. As much as Sociedad having a great couple of seasons and him winning the uh, Copa del Rey, I still see that as a step down in terms of your career. Uh, Dortmund associated. I guess. I guess because when you when you assume you're gonna leave Dortmund as a youngster or as a young prodigy, you assume you're gonna go to one of the top teams. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of been the pattern yeah. lately, and I think uh, that's what he wanted to follow. And it seems like a bit of a lateral. But step in fairness, too. he obviously has played more and been more instrumental mm-hmm. in that Sociedad squad. Um, Dortmund, yeah, no, Dortmund is won. the hyperbolic time chamber of <laughs> yeah. the footballing it's world. That's a really good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to. How about we go on to Golden Boot winner? Who do we have as a Golden Boot winner? I'll start with this one. Oh, sorry, I didn't name my breakthrough player. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, now I forgot it. <laughs> well, I think I think Frankie De Jong is going to be an incru- a crucial player for Netherlands. Uh, I don't but is that a breakthrough? Make, I, again, that's my thing. I don't necessarily think that's a breakthrough player, but I think he's going to establish himself as one of the top three midfielders in the world. Yeah. No, I agree with that definitely. Um, and then uh, another player I had on my radar was, um, what's his name? 
Sabitzer. Oh, yeah. yeah I think that... Sabitzer's going to establish himself as one of the top <clears throat> midfielders in the world. Yeah. Um, playing for a team like Austria, he's going to shine. I think he's in a group where he can get out with Austria. Pardon the ignorance. He plays for Leipzig, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And he had a great season with Leipzig. Amazing season. He's their captain. Um, Alaba will be able to do a little bit, ha- have to do a little bit less for Austria now that Sabitzer's there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but moving on to um, Golden Boot. I'm going to start off and just say I think Romelu Lukaku is going to win the Golden Boot. That's, I mean, that's a pretty fair bet, I guess, but anyone, yeah. anyone want next? I, I mean, I think to just not be boring and pick the same person, because I think that's a great, great shout, I think it'll be Harry Kane. Yeah, that's my second one. I, 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 w- I would say Lewandowski, but I think the service to Lewandowski mm-hmm. is not going to be quite as quality mm-hmm. as Harry Kane's service, and I think the team's really built for you, Harry Kane. But do you think the other parts of England will score goals that Harry Kane might be setting up as well? He might be part of that aspect. Uh, 100%, and that's the risk you take with picking somebody that's on a really good squad. Is like a good squad doesn't yeah. just rely on one goal scorer. For sure. Uh, so Lukaku arguably is a better pick because I could see more of Belgium's goal com- goals coming through him. Yeah. Uh, I'll still go for Harry Kane. That's fair. No, it just to be different as well. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Phil, are, are, are those two? Uh, yeah, I had uh, the one that immediately jumped out for me was Lukaku, uh, but the the other ones I was thinking of were uh, Lorenzo Insigne yeah. and um, and Burak Yilmaz. Yeah. <laughs> if I have Turkey going like, decently far in in the tournament, uh, well, he was was he lead scorer in the Liga? Uh, he was he up there. He might. He was he, close. He, I, I think he might have been joint top scorer. He was close. I know he was close. But, uh, but yeah. So uh, those were. Those Mbappe were, might have a breakout yeah. tournament. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Is also like to exclude him. Like uh, I think he's up there as well. But I've just. Uh, I, I don't uh, think he'll. Yeah. I don't think he'll be the top goal scorer. Yeah. I think like that, like we said, with teams France like France and England, they have so many different te- players that can uh, supply the goals. Yeah. What about you, Omar? I I'm sticking with Lukaku just because I don't think Belgium scoring is going to be as spread out as the other teams going exactly. deep in the tournament. Yeah. So that was my logic as well. Yeah, and I also uh, just looking at the the way the matchups went when I did my whole bracket. Um, I don't have Belgium going. I don't think they go beyond the quarters. Okay. They're, they're not in my semis, but. Um, I could see Lukaku just bagging so many goals in the group stage that it's done and dusted <laughs> the, I, right then and there. The defenses of Denmark, <laughs> Finland, and Russia yeah, have to deal with it. And that's, and that's exactly where my head went. Exactly. So, uh, and the other teams, yeah, anyways, we've, we've talked about that. We're all kind of in a bit of agreement that he's probably a favorite. Harry Kane might be probably second favorite to win that, um, just based on form alone. And the desire to get that big move. <laughs> yeah, he'll get his breakout move. But he got he got a knock at the end of the season, did he not? Uh, yes, he's a he's, uh, he's he's question. But it's Harry Kane. He's yeah. playing through everything, and he's still yeah. effective. You know, I have to say, and I feel like on a public forum, it's a good opportunity for me to say this. <laughs> I uh, I owe Harry Kane an apology. <laughs> not that he would give a flying. <laughs> f- uh, when Harry Kane broke onto the scene and I, I, to me he broke onto the scene when he scored that banger against Chelsea in like 2015 14 um i was always he's okay striker or he'll get found out every year he's okay he'll get found out and he's just not being found out because he's actually a very good striker <laughs> you're wrong so i i'm 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 Hands formally up. withdrawing all my criticism of harry kane 
Phil still hates him. Oh, no, I just oh, think you can hate him all you want. Hate's a strong word. I just think his like face looks like like if you took like a plank of wood and tried to carve on it. Like uh, he looks I, like if you've ever seen that um, what is it? It's like an old Christmas movie with those like like claymation type people. But he's like the Winter Warlock. He's got the same face. Here he came, future yeah. enemy yeah. of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I I really want somebody one day to say, well, hate's a strong word. But I hate him. <laughs> like, it is a strong word, and it does describe how I feel I about mean, it. There's certain people, like <laughs> Andrew Herrera. Yeah. I, I hate that dude. See, this is what I was talking about with Michael Ballack. We need to sort of keep that childhood joy of just arbitrarily hating some footballers, like that one boy from. Uh, oh, it's like me and Mark. Oh, it's not arbitrary. I, I, what's that one? Reason. What's that one winger on um, on uh, Leipzig that has that mad ponytail haircut? What? Oh, Sabit Sabitzer. Marcel Sabitzer. No, 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 Marcel Sabitzer has brown hair, doesn't he? Yeah, but he oh, has yeah. a ponytail. Well, Emil Forsberg has blonde hair, but it's not like a mad ponytail. No. I don't know any... Oh, Poulsen? you said Polson. Polson, like the Dane? Maybe Polson. No. Oh, oh, Kevin Campbell. Kevin Campbell! Yes. Campbell. yes, I don't like Kevin Campbell just for his hair. Yeah, yeah. I... So, okay, so, uh, so officially an apology to Harry Kane, and officially a f*** you to, um... <laughs> Kevin Campbell. <laughs> also, all Germanic and Belgian people called Kevin. Kevin De Bruyne included. F*** you. Wow. Okay. Yeah, sorry, that's not for you. Kevin's are not for you. I might get some emails for that one. I just don't think, I don't think Josh likes the name Kevin, because Kevin Strutman. Kevin Strutman. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Numero. That nah, might be I'm a language kidding. I can't understand, but I might get some emails for that. Um, Alright, moving on to maybe just the last two awards before we close out this show. We've been talking for about an hour and a half now. Mm. Thank you for staying listening if you have been. I uh, really appreciate you sticking around. And let's move on to the Golden Glove Award. So, I mean, not the most interesting award, but this kind of just tells you which team will have the best defense in the tournament, in my mm-hmm, opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'd love to say something like Jan Oblak, but when you consider the team he's playing for, the group he's in, you don't really think he's going to go a bunch of clean sheets. Right. Like, and even if he's a hero through like the group stages, if I they don't, don't... still concede goals, I think. Yeah, and if they don't progress, you can't give it to somebody that doesn't go at least into the semis. Right. It's like well, the NBA like well, is it uh, based MVP. on is it based on most clean sheets? I don't I don't think it's a statistical award, is it? No, I, don't I think, think it's it just is. like an arbitrary not an arbitrary but like a subjective like voted on. Yeah, like you've just performed the best. Yeah. So anyways, moving on. Um Josh, do you have anybody you want to pick for? I didn't look? think about this before now, so I'll just instinctually say Hugo Lloris because I think he'll be better than any Do you think he'll over- Yeah. Well, yeah, he'll start. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, he's I was going to say Mendy, but then he's I the captain. He's, right. yeah. he's the captain of France, is he not? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and plus, I think when you've got Kimpembe and uh, Varane. Definitely one of the strongest. Defense. Yeah. And uh, so I guess I guess them, and then maybe maybe Thibaut Courtois. I can yeah. see that. That was another person I had in mind. Definitely not Henderson or Pickford or uh, Poe. No. I, yeah, I, I, know, I don't think, even know who they'll play. I mean, I do think England will be very like set up defensively. Yeah. To be fair, but I do. But you know who they'll play in goal? Is it not going to be Pickford? It's Pickford. You think it'll be like, it is, yeah, it's like it's, 90% it's for Pickford. Because, because, I mean, what I hear from the pundits, they always say Pickford hasn't let him down on an international level. Fair. He might let the club down at certain points, but at an international level, he's always performed well. Mm-hmm. And his distribution thing. is apparently like where it was before. Like His distribution is like the biggest factor in him getting the start. Um, but yeah, anyways, Omar, who do you have? Uh, uh, same two that Josh mentioned came to my mind, but also Manuel Neuer. Yeah. That was just an amazing goal. Yeah, you, you can't yeah. discount Manuel right. Neuer, yeah. Yeah, you have, uh, 
that's the thing is like yeah, I'm, I'm now thinking but just uh the sides that i have going far into the tournament like i don't have germany going as far as some of you so but like you've got donnarumma in there that's the thing uh, i have donnarumma in there i also have like obviously loris with france i don't is like donnarumma starting for italy uh, yeah who, who else and um, i don't know yeah that's what i'm no, sorry that's what i meant who but else? i think <laughs> i think yeah either them or courtois like i don't think there's someone that like stands out drastically i think if i look at the the, the two teams that i had a lot of us had going or josh and i had going to the final france and england who did you have in the final um or did you i think did i just randomly uh, and you had france going to the final uh, so i think that makes Loris like a, a standout yeah. but i'm um, gonna say i'm gonna say casper schmeichel Oh, okay. Just because I think he'll have a big If they part. do a dark horse if thing. If Denmark makes it. Yeah. He's also the captain, is he not? I would assume so. I think so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say, I mean, maybe Christian Eriksen. Uh, no. It might even be Thomas Delaney. No, I think it's Casper. But Frank. yeah, anyways, I think he could he could definitely be that guy. Um, I was going to say I was gonna say the Dutch goalie, and then I remembered Virgil's not there, so <laughs> and also, <laughs> it just changes everything. Who is the Dutch goalie? And the Dutch goalie is like, they have like, Stecklenburg, Cruel, and like somebody else. Oh, like, what about um, Silison's not there? Silison's not there. No, I don't think so. Like, didn't get they, selected? No, I think there was another goalie that came in uh, ahead of him. I can't remember who is. Does he start for Valencia? Um, I think so. I believe he does. No, that's, that's surprising for me because uh, he's usually their number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw him. There might be the an injury time. or something. I don't know the details about it, but yeah, no, I'm gonna go with Casper Schmeichel as a little bit of an outside shout on that. I was, at, I was at the game where Jesper Silicon was pulled uh, at full time against Costa Rica so Tim oh, yeah. Cool could save three penalties. <laughs> Crazy. Legendary goalkeeper yeah. performance because uh, Kaylor Navas played incredibly in that game. Mm-hmm. That was a privilege to watch, actually. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's probably one of the greatest games to ever be at. It was like, unbelievable. As far as Kaylor like, Navas is like a cat. Like, that was like an iconic moment with Tim Cool coming in for the penalties. Yeah. That's like a World Cup moment that people will always yeah. remember. Um, okay, moving on. We got everybody's golden gloves, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so moving on to, I think, the most important award, and I don't even know if this is an award for this, but the player of the tournament. Who do we think is going to have the best tournament, the MVP, the GOAT Three. of the Euros? Um, let's start off with Phil on this one. Uh, N'Golo Kante. <laughs> I love it. I think I the. It. I think it's just a, it would be the feather in the cap riding this wave. Dude, uh, I want. I want if to he, see if it. he if he gets it. Yeah. Ballon d'Or. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. I mean, even if even if he doesn't, um, and Francis do like a, a deep run, I think run, the season yeah. he's had. Uh, yeah. I think he's got to he's got to be up there for it. Yeah. Um. So he he's he was my standout pick. Um. That's just fair. just based on the way uh, I think the universe is moving. <laughs> time, multiply that by two. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's yeah. based on the way the timekeepers made it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Loki reference for anybody who's yeah. watching. Spoiler um, warning. <laughs> um, Josh, what about you? Who do you think could be player of the tournament? Uh, yeah, so I'm just thinking about my final. I don't think an English player will win the player of the tournament because I think I said England will win but I think if they're going to win, they're going to have to have a very good performance from the squad. Like all together. I think if France goes to the final, I'd say Mbappe. Yeah, Yeah, I'd say Kylian Mbappe for me. Did he win Man of the, of the Tournament at, in 2018? I think so. Yeah. Does that yeah. does that award exist? I don't think there is a player. Did he get a well, gold, uh, golden ball at the World Cup, right? They do it as a golden ball. Did he do a golden ball? Yeah. Oh. Did he win that? Mm-hmm. Did he also win the golden boot? Uh, it doesn't matter. I think I think for me, if, if France fires him... Like full cylinders, uh, he'll he'll be the. Oh yeah, most of you guys have him winning. So the man, um, 
yeah, for sure over Griezmann, for sure over Pogba. Uh, and Golo Conte is a good shout-out. Oh, I know. Modric won Golden Ball oh, in 2018. For sure. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah so I'll, I'll go with him. I think Mbappe. I think this is when Mbappe will really solidify himself as, like, a true world-class footballer. Top three footballer, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, speaking of breakout players, like, I think he'll look to like elevate himself. No, that's and, fair. He can still kind of break out past the parties at right. A hundred percent. And I think it's so it's so like it's so far fetched to think about somebody that right? young being even better. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I, I hope he. Um, that's fair. Uh, Omar, what about you? Player of the tournament. Golo Conte as well. Yep. Oh yeah. Sticking with your boy. Yeah. Your son. Yep. Riding the wave. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I'm trying to think of other obvious candidates. Well, the guy, the guy I had in mind was Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if, if if Belgium goes deep, I, I could see Kevin. Kevin I, I, I actually think, and this is a little bit of an outside shout, but Jack Grealish. I think wow. he could have another break. He could be another breakthrough guy. Yeah, I think so. I think I after think he, the last few oh, games, he's, he's got to be start, the number one. Yeah, player after the last few games. First, first, first. I think on the sheet. Yeah, one hundred percent. Dude, he's based the new Gaza for Yeah, them, based on these friendlies. Uh, and like, they, and they love him. The fans love yeah. Grealish. Oh, who doesn't? I yeah. mean, Grealish is the only serial offender with low socks that I'll forgive. This is my thing. This is my thing about Grealish, though. England is like so. So many of their goals come from like set pieces and all these things, and he picks up like oh my five God, a game. He's really yeah. He was the most fouled player in Europe, and not yeah, the past yeah. season, the one before. I think probably this last season, if he wasn't injured. I'm you know? pretty sure he got. <laughs> yeah, I think if he, he wasn't was, injured for like half of it or a quarter of it. He was even. He's another assaulted guy by see. a Birmingham fan. Yeah. Exactly, and he then he scored. Do you remember the that when a Birmingham fan stormed the pitch yeah. and punched him? In oh the face? yeah! And then he scored the winner. And then he scored the winner in uh, in, in Birmingham. Birmingham. <laughs> when he celebrated with the Villa fans, yeah. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. I, I I mean, I'm not a big fan of like, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> I think he'll have a breakthrough tournament. I don't necessarily think he'll be player of the tournament, but it would be pretty he'll fun be to good. see. Yeah. I think, um, so. I think my shout would probably be Kevin De Bruyne. Though. I really like Jack Grealish as well. Like, he seems like a decent dude. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Like, I buzz his hair off, but like he a, seems like a decent guy. He seems like a like a think of no. He seems like a humble. Yeah. Drunk like, driving, wrecking derby in a park. Exactly. Lot this year. That's, what, that's, that's the only that's thing that's got me. me plausible. I'm not saying that's what I mean by humble. <laughs> I think he's like one of those. He's like a, he's got a Vardy energy to me. See, like, uh, I, think, like I think like so. Jamie Vardy and Jack Grealish are like the chachi kids in high school that you actually want to be friends with. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, like not close friends. But, like, you keep them close. Yeah, like you, you're gonna like, uh, like if they invite you out exactly. to a night, like uh, they're at a house party, you got you're, nothing you're going gonna, on. You're gonna have to go see what Jack's they, doing. I'd go to Jack Grealish's house, but I wouldn't necessarily invite him to my house. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. I would go to his party. I wouldn't have. Actually, no. I, 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 okay, I'm definitely willing to say that about Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. I'm not even telling Jamie Vardy where I live. Did you guys see Foden got the got the Gaza bleach? Yeah, he did the Gaza do. It's funny that he spoke about that in a in a press conference yeah i mean very obviously yeah, <laughs> it was the first question probably somebody had for anyways that is our euro rundown any more things we want to go through we're about an hour and 42 minutes in um anything we want to run through before we close out any last shouts you want to say any shout outs any things you might predict happen any red card as shout out yuri Zhirkov, man yeah. <laughs> and panda gordon panda uh, i heard on a podcast today has the largest gap between his first international cap and the, and then playing his first game in a, a major tournament wow is 20 years that's wow. fascinating that's so his wonderful. first international cap and then his first game for i love uh, i hope you stay tuned to listen to that little <laughs> piece of it i love players that are like elite 
world class players that come from very obscure footballing nations. Yeah. <laughs> like uh oh um what was the name of the the ball uh, I blew it. Daisy <laughs> Milan defender that played with Maldini and them from uh Oh Bulgaria. No. Oh, I don't remember. I can see his face. But, almost well, anyways, look it up. <laughs> thank I you can so literally much. literally hear the crickets. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Anyways, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you stuck stuck around the whole show, we really appreciate it. Hopefully, you learned a little bit something about the Euros that are coming up, the Euro 2020s taking place in 2021. Um, and yeah, hopefully, I can have you guys back on for maybe a review of the Euros. Maybe we can talk about the seasons coming up maybe some transfer stuff who knows we can talk about whatever but thank you guys so much for coming back on the show as always really Our appreciate it before I say thank you it was Kaka Kaladze Kaka Kaladze and he is now the mayor of Tbilisi which is the capital of Georgia thank you very much thanks Kamal I only know that Tbilisi is the capital of Georgia because of community Tbilisi sounds like a hummus. (laughs) (laughs) Tbilisi does instinctually sound like a dip. It does. Yeah. For sure. Sounds delicious, too. Yeah. I love athletes that become politicians like that. All right, let's stop with that. (laughs) Let's stop before we get more racist here. Good night. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Tbilisi does sound like an ethnic dip. Stanley Cup.